another Nick No Banger. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Come on. Yeah. Who is it? Favro Radio. Favro Radio. Favro Radio. She read the dog. She read the dog, baby. Favro Radio, baby. Favro Radio, baby. Say what? Uh-huh. Come on. Yeah. Let's do it. This is the show called Favor Radio. When you heard it here first, yeah, yeah, let me know. To all this tuning and listening, no stereo. My intro's like the wind rolling in, yeah, very slow. Favor Radio. Come on. Favor Radio. Yeah, yeah. Favor Radio. Should read it die, baby. Favro Radio. That's right. Favro Radio. Favro Radio. Uh huh. This is it, kid. To the talented and gifted. That's why we come raw, we come real authentic and sharp with it. She read the dog, baby. Y'all visit. Tune in to Favro Radio. When you heard it here, you heard it first. That's right. Tell your friends, tell your family. On that note, we out. Yeah, yeah. Peace. Hey, 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 family. It's your boy, J-Rated R. And yes, you are tuning in to Favorite Radio. Where you heard it here, you heard it first. On Favorite Radio, family, there are no stereotypes, no discrimination. We talk about everything. There's no filters and there's no censorship. We talk about spirituality, religion, what's going on in the world, relationships, all that, and a whole lot more. So if you're looking for something down to earth or even outside the box, tuning in to Fable Radio with your boy Jay, that's where it's at. So share with your friends and your family. Chime in on Fable Radio where you heard it here, you heard it first. I'm your boy Jay Read It All signing off saying to all those, stay blessed, peace, and namaste. Peace and blessings, family. It is I, J. Read It All. And you are tuning in to Favro Radio. Where you heard it here, you heard it first. No doubt. Family, I want to say to each and every one of you that are tuning in, whenever you do tune in to this show, you have everything to be thankful for and more, even if you don't see it even if you don't know it and get up with a smile even when it hurts you let me tell you why I say this we're going to start this show right off today I've been conversing with some people on just general matters you know things that are going on in the news and things that are going on in society nothing else just on those those things. But I, I have been really witnessing a lot of things. And everything I'm seeing has to have supernatural connections and connotations that are connected to it. And when the Lord gives you enough insight to recognize it right when you see it. And then you compare that to yourself. You got to know what you're in. 
what you're involved in, what's going on, what to be mindful of and how to be forewarned and how to be warned against it. Remember, no weapon formed against you should prosper if you are protected. That doesn't mean you can't still be attacked in different ways. That can't. That doesn't mean that you won't be tested and tempted. No, that's not what that means because those things will still happen. But what it means is the most high shines his light upon you. What it means is you are a targeted individual now. You are targeted both in the spiritual and in the physical and they are connected. So don't think these things to be weird, strange, or even shocking when they start happening to you. Because if you are consciously aware enough, you will recognize, hey, this is unusual. Why, why this? Why this person? Why that? You'll start seeing things happen. I want you to take a good look at the title of today. It's called Deceived and Being Deceived. Now, if you wonder where I got that from, I got it out of the scriptures. I just saw a great four hour and 59 minute video on YouTube. It's by a woman who lives in Georgia. And it's called. Who TF did I marry? She come, you know, somebody actually took her videos because I think she was on TikTok of something. Uh, I think that's she was on TikTok and somebody had compiled as a compilation all of her videos. She did it as a series. And let me tell you, I'm not usually really into all of that, but this woman dropped some what would be scary to a lot of you because you've been through certain things like that. I want you all to go back to those podcasts that I did. I believe one of them was narcissist, narcissism, narcissistic that I did in 2020 or 2021 might've been in 2020. Either way, I'm going to go ahead and in the descriptions of this podcast, I'm going to put that link back in there. And I don't, I don't remember if I did a one or two part series. I also did another one uh, back in 2021 called The Unveiling of Darkness. And I played snippets and excerpts of what is narcissism, what to look out for, what the traits are. Now, we will, if it's y'all's will, we're going to do another podcast uh, hopefully sometime soon on the Jezebel spirit. First, I'm going to go into who Jezebel was in the Bible. We're going to sh- read scriptures and we're going to show you how she operated. We're going to see how she ended up from being in the book of Kings. Right. Um, And then how the spirit of this same Jezebel is in the book of Revelation. You all have heard me talk about it. And the process of doing that. I'm going to have a, a, a chart that you can see all the traits. And I want you to combine everything on that chart to those previous podcast shows that we did. I think both 2020 and in 2021. Now, this is not what deceived and being deceived is about, but it does play an intricate part in that, along with other things we're going to talk about today. 
family, I'm being moved in the spirit. And I'm looking at my own life. Let me say something. Yes, there is. There is a thing where everybody has a form of narcissistic traits. Now, that's not always a bad thing in terms of uh, competitiveness in a healthy manner. Something you really, really like. You feel confident in it. You're passionate about it. It can come off as a narcissistic aspect. The difference with that is there's a difference in being confident versus being arrogant. There's a difference in being humbly confident and conceited. And a lot of times you have to learn to decipher the differences, separating the wheat from the tares, the sheep from the goat. Just like there's a difference in being passionate or obsessive. And so we got to learn to draw the lines, family. Remember, there's a counterpart to what is holy. And that's Leviticus 10 verse 10, which is that which is unholy. Satan likes to come as the counterpart. He likes to copy the most high, but he's the complete opposite. He gives you a counterfeit Holy Spirit known as the Kundalini energy, the Python spirit, which we've talked about on this show. Second Timothy three will be read at some point in the show today. And it's very vitally important that we talk about this. I want to help those who are going through certain things. This woman has inspired me from watching her video on YouTube. And as and, 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 and you know, it, it's a uh, it's a, almost a five hour video. She took time out different interviews of her life. And, you know, the weird thing is she actually looks like she she's identically. She looks identical. I'm not going to say who it is, but she looks identical to one of my cousins. (laughs) Identical. And even in the personality. That's why I say there are no such thing as coincidence, family. No such thing. You either know or you don't. You either in or out. But there's no such thing as coincidence. So what I want you to understand today is that you are not alone in what you experience. It only feels that way because you're going through things. You're going through experiences, okay? But you're never alone. Everything is a test. Everything. So family... We're going to take our first commercial break. I'm going to go ahead and play an excerpt of something that you all might like. And I'm only going to play it in this particular podcast. And until I'm until the song itself is finished. um, You'll hear it later on. I'm your boy, Jay Rated R. Don't go anywhere. We will return after these messages. Stay tuned. Be to the most high, yeah. Yo, <laughs> Come on, y'all get ready for this one. Stand up, stand up, all the way up. Jimmy the Dar here. Come on, yeah. Let the spirit uh, flow through you. 
So today's title, Deceiving and Being Deceived. Now, I had said deceived and being deceived, but that's what I meant. It's the same thing. Um, Why is this so important? Because, family, it's more important now than ever. You're living in times where you can't believe or trust your own eyes. You can only believe none of what you see and only half of what you hear. And now it's getting to a point you can't even do that. The Bible, along with other spiritual doctrine and just some good common sense, urges us all to use a formality, shall I say, of discernment. Testing the opposition. To see whether or not it benefits you or if it's against you. To see if it's in favor or in opposition of Not every time something doesn't go our way, though, family, doesn't mean that that's bad. That's that's life. That's what we call polarity, polar opposites, balance. We need these things in our finite, carnal, fleshly life (laughs) to learn from them, to understand them, to give us an abundance of data that we can accumulate and learn from. Hence, knowledge, which becomes later on known as wisdom due to the experience of the situation. A lot of these circumstances that we experience life under is not always going to be to the best of what we'd like it to be. But it's something that we can take from, we can learn from and hopefully transmute and transform and turning around what that experience may be for us later on but we got to be smart about things we can't just go head in or base things off our emotions because doing that can lead you further down a path that can only cause you more pain dismay and can even get you killed hence the bible along with anything else tells us not to give in to the wrath that we that we you know that we feel or experience when we're undergoing certain things in life And it's easier said than done, but it has to be done. Nonetheless, you have to learn to contain, control, and discipline yourself. Because if you don't, family, you're not only putting yourself in your own uh, 
livelihood at stake, but you're putting someone else's at stake as well. This can also cause harm to your family, whether you know it or not. And it may look indirectly at first, but it can very well directly affect them because of the trauma that it may leave behind. The inconsistency or the incompletion of you being here is now having them fill in a gap that they otherwise would not have had to do had you been here to rightfully claim your position and filling in those spots that needed to be filled in, allowing them to do them and being their own person. Now, that weight has been shifted and it has been passed on or inherited by the next in line who has to take not only what they already had to you know, balance out, but now they got to balance your part out too and then figure it out as they go along. Deceiving and being deceived. I mentioned that if you see in the uh, title, you also see the actual chapter and verse where that particular line is. However, it's not just speaking in that particular line. It's talking about that overall in that chapter. If you were to read it, um, you'll see that there's a lot of things that are pertaining to that. Now, I'm not going to go through a whole lot of chapters in the Bible today where there's you know, deception. There's deception all over the Bible, and I would be glad and happy to do so. But I wanted to kind of just talk to you today where you didn't have to pull out your Bibles. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I love the Lord. I love the Most High. I love the Word. And, and you know, if you don't have the Word in you, if you don't study the Word every day, there's something wrong. You should want to know the Word. It fills you with greater knowledge and wisdom, maturity, understanding. And if you happen to have the fruits of the Spirit, which is the Holy Ghost, the Ruach HaKodesh, Galatians chapter 5 tells us what the fruits of the Spirit are. And let me go to that since I did bring it up because I want to I want it to be clear. This is what you know. This is how you know over time if you have the Holy Spirit. And there are many ways to know you have the Holy Spirit, by the way. We're not going to go into that today because this is not about the Holy Spirit by itself. But it always involves no matter what we do, the scriptures will always involve um, us paying attention and taking heed to the scriptures and going over this because you can never go wrong when you have the scriptures family you never can I know I'm slow on the page turning but it's in Galatians chapter 5 which is where I'm at now and it's at verse 22 to 23 now let me read this to you in fact let me go to um Let me read from verse 15 to 23. It will explain a lot more in detail why I want to read this to you. That way, it'll make sense. And we can go from there. All right, verse 15. But if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another 16 this i say then walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh verse 17 for the flesh lust against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh 
and these are contrary the one to the other so that ye meaning you all cannot do the things that ye would 18 but if ye meaning you all be led of the spirit you are not under the law talking about the law of Moses verse 19 now the works of the flesh are manifest which are these adultery fornication uncleanness lasciviousness verse 20 idolatry witchcraft hatred variance emulations wrath strife seditions heresies verse 21 says envyings murder or envyings murderers drunkenness uh revealings and such like of which i tell you before and such like of the which i tell you before as i have also told you in the time past that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of god verse 22 but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace long-suffering gentleness goodness faith verse 23 meekness temperance against such there is no law put in place let's just go ahead and read to verse 26 fam and they that are jesus christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts verse 25 if we live in the spirit let us also walk in the spirit verse 26 let us not be desirous of vain glory provoking one another envying one another and that's the end of that chapter but now we didn't read the whole chapter five we just read from 15 up to 26 but here's the thing in that whole small window of what we read it told us what not to do what not the way not to be the way not to act or the way not to think because no one can inherit the kingdom of heaven under those particular descriptions those pretenses under any of those things that were described or aforementioned but then when we get to 22 it tells us what is the fruit of the spirit how the fruit of the spirit is to act what it does and so from verse 22 to verse 26 all the way through that is how we are to be and i want to reiterate something before i go into what we're talking about in today's topic i want to go back to what i just read in the last verse which is verse 26 let's go from 25 to 26 again it says in verse 25 if we live in the spirit let us wa also walk in the spirit that means let's just that's not just if, if this is how we're to live this is how we're to be this is how we're to act okay we got to be all the way in or either all the way out but can't be lukewarm can't you can't serve two masters straddling the fence verse 26 says let us not be desirous of vain glory for, for a lot of you, you don't even know what vanity means. I had someone ask me one time, what is vanity? Now, I don't have a problem with that. And I'm not making fun of nobody. You know, that, that ain't what we do on this show. You know, it's, you're never too old to learn. Just like you're never too old to live. You're never too young to die. Because the, the very latter can happen. And you haven't even got a chance to live life yet. And it's unfortunate. 
because a lot of that is due to lack of knowledge in certain in certain circumstances whereas you know stupid things you know we do stupid things when we're young but anyway vain glory when people want to do things to be envied to be liked to be worshiped to be praised or to get at somebody to be deceitful that's part of vanity when you're taking a lot of selfies looking at yourself all day right conceited yes you may be fine you may be handsome you might have a right the body you might as a man have the, the rip right the chisel it's okay to admire it it's not okay to lust after it that's vanity women you guys do it all the time just like men do and and, and like i said it's nothing wrong with checking yourself making sure your face is clean the nose is clean the breath is fresh your clothes aren't wrinkled i get it i have done those things too Nothing I'm telling people not to do. J-Rated R has had his own share of what could be or what could appear as vanity. It's one of the major sins as well. I want to do something. I'm going to look it up while I'm on the phone. And I want to show you guys something. look it up on my phone and I'm going to show you something or I might do it while I'm on on my computer talking to you all so hold on real quick family let's look this up let's look this up let's see what what we get here now I know what it means however I want it to be known that I'm not the one saying this I want it to be read and I want it to be the Bible's definition What is vanity? Vanity, the chief word translated vanity, vanities, is habel, and how you translate it, of course, a breath of air or of the mouth. But watch this. Adam named him vanity. In its simplest form, it signifies a breath, which is comparatively nothing. Now, a lot of you say, well, that's not what vanity means. <laughs> You'd be surprised. These things have a lot of meaning. It means something that is vain. And so when the Bible says, as it does in verse 26 here, let us not be desirous of vain glory. Well, the word vanity means inflated pride in oneself or one's appearance. So when it says not to become lovers of self so much that you become vain, That's what it's talking about. Vain, V-A-I-N, is simply a shorter version of the word vanity, V-A-N-I-T-Y. Inflated pride in oneself or one's appearance. Something that is vain, empty, or valueless. And you guys value yourself very highly. Some of you putting yourself on that pedestal very highly. Now, in some instances, ladies and gentlemen, you have to have faith, confidence, in yourself to believe by walking in faith not by sight as 2 Corinthians 5 7 tells us right we walk by faith not by sight which means you have confidence you believe it you know that if you believe it enough it can be done the Bible tells us this for in a man's heart 
as he believes, so shall it be. If you had faith as big as a grain of mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, remove yourself and it would obey you. That means having faith without doubt. How many of you have believed in yourself to accomplish a goal that no one else had supported you in doing? No one encouraged you in doing. You took it upon yourself, ladies and gentlemen, to say, I can do it because the mind can conceive it. It can achieve it. So there's nothing wrong with that. A little bit of that can get you a very long way in life. There's nothing wrong with that. That's not what I'm talking about. But where do we draw the line? That's what I'm talking about. How do we conduct ourselves through humility, humbleness, family? We don't walk around here with our butt on our shoulders like we're too good to do something. We don't walk around here like we're better than people, like we're above them. Just because you make some money, you look a little good, somebody's blowing your head up, complimenting you all the time, sweating you, or whatever the case is, ladies or gentlemen, that does not make you somebody better than anyone else. You got it from the blessings of the Most High. He can take it away from you. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. That's in the book of Job chapter 1. Don't believe me? Let's go to the book of Job. See, I don't just talk. I don't just say things to say it. I give you references to where I get it from or where you can find it. And the Bible is a very well respected and it should be respected by all. But unfortunately, it's not because most of you don't even believe in the Bible. or You don't believe it to be the one true word of God. You believe it to be the word of man. Although all these prophecies, supernatural things are happening. We're just going to overlook that. We're just going to overlook that and intelligently say something stupid. <laughs> so, hey, people do it all the time, man. I'm not, I'm not, I'm no one to judge. I'm just simply trying to make a point. I'm just simply trying to make a point, family. Um, but here's the thing. Job chapter one, verse 21 says, and said, naked came I out of my mother's womb. And naked shall I return thither. Yahuwah gave and Yahuwah has taken away. Blessed be the name of Yahuwah. So in other words, the translation for Yahuwah is the Lord. Right. So let me read it again. And said naked came I out of my mother's womb and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So. Be thankful for everything in your life. Be thankful for every moment. Be thankful for even the things that you don't even think is worth your thanks. Some people, again, we get to a point in our life where we feel like we're better. And we are better than foolish acts. Yes, we're better than that. We're better than doing things we have no business. We're better than that. But we never should look at anything as I'm better than such and such. A lot of people do, though. And it cost them. It cost them big. Because these are people who need to come down off that whatever they on. So there's a lot to be said, you know. And why am I talking about this? Oh, because we're going to get into the good things and the bad things. And they're only bad when you don't like them. They're only bad when the Most High says he's against them. They're only bad when they do harm. They're only bad family when... There seems to be not an alternative to make them good. What's good is what benefits us 
with whatever the Most High says we're supposed to do. And we can do that. But we like to do what we want to do as we see fit. And like I told you, I was inspired by a video. And all it really did, and I looked at, and that wasn't even all of it. That was just a compilation of the first five hours of this uh, lady putting together episodes. Well, she did them individually. Someone else put them together as a compilation. And then there was another two, two hour one continuing from the five hour one. So I'm not going to even go into what that is, but what I am going to do is just describe to you the inspiration that it gave me to speak more clearly on these matters, because I've had to ask myself and I've prayed to the most high, should I keep telling the people or going over things like this? Should I just keep it all the way positive, Father, or should I talk about the things that have bothered me, the things that I see and what I witness? The Bible says, speak on what you know. Don't be a false witness. Be a faithful one. In other words, tell the truth. That's in your scriptures, too. False witnesses utter lies. Okay, they either exaggerate or they tell lies. The Bible says, tell the truth. Speak what you know. So that's all I can do, fam, is speak what I know. And what better way to do that is to give you experience that I've actually had that I have compared to what I've seen and compared to what the scriptures say and then give it to you all. What better way to give you the best thing I can give anyone? The truth. Because what does John chapter 8 verse 32 says, family? Some of us have forgotten that scripture. Some of us may know it, but just don't know the scripture. Well, it's John chapter eight, verse 32. And guess what it says? This is what it says, family. It says, and ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. How can we be a people? And I'm talking about of all walks of life, all nationalities, all creeds, all ethnicities how can we be a very people a humane society a human society talk about love like it's just on a tree and we all can just shake it off and just have some love right how can we talk about one thing politically be correct Put all these quotes out there on the internet for all to see, for all eyes that come across it to witness. Get a lot of likes, some some caring emojis, some love emojis, some thumbs up emojis or no emojis. Hell, you might even get a few frowns depending on somebody just wanting to be funny. But the point I'm making is this. We are willing to do all of this online in front of the world. But we can't do this. Hear me out. We can't do this for real. When there's no computer in our face. When there's no phone in our hand. When there's no phone to our ear. We can't do this for real. To the people we claim. We love. Or we just love people in general. Right? A lot of you are out here. Giving your time and your services. To complete strangers. Case in point. Look at me. I'm giving my time to a lot of you whom I don't know personally 
And yet when I say I love you, fam, I'm not trying to say that because I'm on a podcast. I mean, yes, I'm on a podcast because that's how you're hearing me. But I'm not saying it because I'm on a podcast. You see, there's a difference with some people out here in the world. A lot of folks who have become fans of these different platforms and celebrities. Well, when these guys or these gals are out here on these podcasts telling you all they love you, they don't really mean it. A lot of them do mean it. And a lot of them don't. Now, I'm not I'm not God. I, I'm not the most high. I can't tell you whose heart is where and who means what when they say it. You know them by their fruit. You can tell by their actions. My thing is this. When I tell you I really love you, I really do have love for y'all. And there may be some of you on here who love me or don't have no love for me, like me or whatever the case is. And I don't mean that in a sexual or romantic way. I mean, that just pure love. Right. Of course, there may be that too for some of you. I don't know. I don't need to know. But the point is, when I say I come real, I come raw, I come authentic, or I don't come at all, that's what I mean. That's what my show represents because my show is me and I am my show. So I speak for my show because it is mine. It's an extension of who I am and who I am is who I represent. And that's what I have been doing to the best of my ability and to my knowledge almost five years and that may be a testament for you it may be a testament for me but it's the truth and that's all I can give you at this point and I'm going to continue to give it to you but what is the truth so without sounding like I'm runting rambling and raving you know how I do it for those of you who've been walking with me on this show I mean what I say now, I can only expect some of you to take that at face value or with a grain of salt. And that's understandable. Because who am I, after all, other than a voice on the other end that you're hearing right now? There are a lot of people in this world who are very narcissistic, boastful, proud, mind manipulating, master deceivers. I mean, you would think they were literally Lucifer himself incarnated or the offspring of these beings because they're that good at what they do. And I mean so good that they can conjure a lie like it's nothing with that no hesitation, no restraint, no indication that they're lying and can look at you with dead eyes and speak a lie as if it's the truth. And then walk off like nothing happened. I, I kid you not. That is scary. When you have that type of ability. And you're that type of person. This is what I gathered from that podcast. Or from that compilation of that, that sister. Who was given. Uh, she was doing a documentary into her own life. And it's called What the F. Uh, it's called Who the F Did I Marry? I'm not going to cuss because you guys know what I'm trying not to do on that end. But it's TF. But she she literally says it. <laughs> now, if you're interested, you may, you may not be. Some of you may already have seen it. I might be late telling you all this. Some of you may have already been saw this. I just, like I said, it just came across my feed on on YouTube. I was looking for some Steph Curry highlights and I saw I saw it. So, you know, um, and that's the truth. I was. I was, I was you know. I love Steph Curry on the Golden State Warriors. But anyway, when I usually get on YouTube, I'm looking at things that's going on um, in the world. 
You know, I, I love stuff like that. I love information. That's why I get on here and give you all information because I'm a, I'm a deep researcher. And I tell you, and I, I urge you all all the time, see what's going on in the world. Get out. Go around in your own local area and see what's going on. Study the word. Compare what you study to what's going on in the news. If you're not getting it in the news, go on these platforms and see what people are talking about. What are they recording? What are they showing you? You'll see just by observing and watching your own world, what the Bible says has been saying it. So don't miss me all. miss me with all that. Well, it's just the Bible. No, this is a divine book. This is a powerful book. And a lot of you don't understand what you're reading. That's why it's just easily just ignored. And then again, some of you still are in the religious mind. When you look at this book, you, you're so under mind control, so conditioned, that when you look at the Bible, you instantly and automatically think religion. Y'all are more turned on with UFOs and aliens and ancient Kemet that all of that stuff is in the Bible. All that stuff is the Bible. Okay. I've told you this. This is why I'm sharing more and more with you all. For those of you that can, can deal with it or down with it, this is for you. For those of you who are not with it, don't want to, hey, kudos to you, fam. I ain't here to, to argue with nobody. You are your own man and woman. You have free will. My job is to get that off my hands so that I can say I told you. But whatever you do from there, that's on you. That blood ain't on my hands. And I really, really, really take that to heart. And unfortunately, everybody has to walk their own path. It's not up to J-rated R to tell you what to do, how to do it, or what to believe or what not to believe. You may think I'm full of it, even though I do my best to prove that I'm not. But I'm not here to convince anybody of nothing. I'm here to speak my mind on my podcast, get things off my chest, and help those who want to be helped. That's it. I owe nobody nothing. But I do owe you the truth. That's the only thing I owe you. That's the truth. I'm not going to get on my own platform here, spew a whole lot of lies and rhetoric and stupid stuff just so it can backfire and blow up in my face. No, thank you. I've seen what, that, what, what the result of that is for other people, and it's not good. And see, this is the thing. If you don't make amends with things or people or whatever if you don't repent if you whatever it is if you're just going on about your life like it's just nobody's business and you okay with that and you're calm and cool with that you continue to do that you got to live with that but don't question the most high when something goes wrong in your life when things look like they're just starting to get going for you going well and you finally getting where you want and all of a sudden you take a downfall and you don't know why because that's happened to me before I know I had to, I've lost my home behind that stuff, you know, had to do a restart <laughs> and those restarts are not easy. They're not. See, only people who failed can tell you that people who have never had to worry about that. Well, they run their mouth all the time and tell you what you should do and how you should do it. But until they lose what they have, what you just heard me read in Job, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away until they've actually hit rock bottom. They're just blowing smoke and hot air. That's it. You got to put your compassions and your passions to the test and to the side in life. What do I mean by that? Whatever you're passionate at, 
You got to learn to channel it in a way. I don't want to use the word channel. That sounds new age. You got to learn. You got to learn to utilize it in a way that's to your benefit. You heard me read Galatians chapter uh, five earlier from verse 15 all the way to 26. And what did we read about it? Well, we read that the fruits of the spirit are calm, meekness, things of that nature. What we were to avoid is all the things that it warned us of. When I say compassion, well, there's not much difference in the word passion and compassion. Having compassion is to, to have a heart, right? To have feelings for something or towards someone, right? You feel bad for somebody, that's having compassion. If you have mercy on somebody, that's compassion. But if you just say I'm passionate or I have a passion, that means you have a strong urge, a, a very strong desire towards something, towards someone or towards getting something done. There's a difference, though, and there's a very thin line between being passionate and being obsessive, having passion versus obsession. You have to check the check your balances on what that is by humbling yourself. See, that's how you learn what is versus what isn't. It all comes down to humility. Because if you're not careful, you're going to be deceiving and being deceived. You get me? You're going to be deceiving and being deceived. So family, we're going to go ahead and take a commercial break. When we come back, I'm going to keep on going into where this is going. And you hopefully will come out of this seeing something with a different set of lenses. I'm your boy, Jay Reed at all. Don't go anywhere, family. We shall return after these messages. Stay tuned. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All praise be to the most high. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> Come on. Y'all get ready for this one. Stand up. Stand up. All the way up. Jerry the dog here. Come on. Yeah. Let the spirit uh, flow through you. Uh, J. Well, e. E. S. U. S. Come on. J. Yeah. E. Yeah. S. U. S. J. Come on. E. S. U. S. What's his name? Jesus. He's the Messiah. Jesus. He's the Son of Man. Jesus. He's the Second Man. Jesus. He's the I Am. J. Uh huh. E. Come on. S. U. S. Yes. J. Come on. E. Say his name. S. U. S. Say his name with glory, never with shame. Uh huh. Yeah, you know his story and all of his pain. Jesus. He's the salvation. Jesus. Satan is in his name. Jesus. He's the soul winner. Jesus. He is all things. Science, devil's glory, and who them think. All right, all right, family. I am back, and you're tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. When you heard it here, you heard it first, no doubt. So you did get a little bit of a sample 
uh, of the Jesus song that I'm working on. Now, when the song is completely done, you guys will hear, uh, if it's y'all's will, a much more uh, longer and uh, masterful version. I wanted to share the works of what I'm doing, though, with you all, just to let you know how serious I am about this stuff. Um, you know, that's the thing about talent, skills, gifts, whatever you have, whatever you um, possess, whatever you have in your possession, utilize it to the best of your ability. And why not honor the creator in the process who gave us those abilities in the first place? That's just my way of thinking. However you get down what you do with your talents and skills, that's on you. Um, but I just want people to know that, you know, if you have a passion, right? Going back to that word again, that is that is kind of like the formality of what puts you in your sacred place, your sanctuary. And everybody has a sacred place, even if it's in their closet, if it's if it's at a park, if it's somewhere else. I mean, it may be in a treehouse. It could be in a backyard. It could be in a bathroom, I mean, in the bathtub. It doesn't matter. Wherever makes you feel comfortable to just tune out the world, to tune into yourself, tune into the, the greater he who was in you than he who was in the world, right? The one who dwells in us all. And just have a conversation. Um evaluate take some time to self-assess you will be surprised what comes to mind what comes to surface what emotions uh what skill sets uh it may even be supernatural and and you you know having that isolation and so the reason why i'm saying that is to encourage you um we are not here to try to keep up with nobody not on this show not me I'm too old for that. Then it's okay to admire people. It's okay to incorporate different things into your own way of being if it helps benefit and make you a better person. It's not okay to rob somebody else of their identity, to steal from somebody else's hard work. That's not okay. Okay, for one, that's 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 weird. <laughs> and it's wrong. Because once again, you're being a false witness. And another thing, you're deceiving and being deceived. In the process, if you think stealing something from somebody to gain is what's going to help you be successful, well, you're being deceived in that way of thinking while you're deceiving others into thinking that it's your work, it's your ideas. When we all clearly know it's not the only way we know it is because we're talking about it and what you know of, of the situation. But there are many people out here living false identities, man. There are people out here misleading folks. This comes back to what I said to you earlier. Where I said, I do this show not to just sound good, to look good, or I don't tell lies on the show. I don't tell lies at all. You know, I have a lot of many times in my life, of many a days. Yes. Am I proud of it? Not one bit. Because it's came back on me one way or the other. And see, what may not have been, what may have been a lie years ago, or lies, or whatever the case is, may be affecting you in your life now. See, karma comes back like that. There's a debt that needs to be paid. You see, if you really think you can do something in this world and get away with it, you may be getting away with it, which appears to be temporarily. It may look like, well, I got away with it. Ain't nothing going to happen. If you don't repent, 
Oh, it'll come back. Even if you do repent, you still gonna have to pay a price. Let me give you an example. In the Bible, King David, Solomon, all those guys. King David is the father of Solomon, right? He's the, the biological father. Now, both of those men love women. There's no secret about that. You know, uh, David, he, he was really getting his in. Solomon, this dude has 700 wives and 300 concubines. What you gonna do with all them women? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But here's the thing. King David messed around. He did all kinds of things. And he was a man after God's own heart. That's what the Bible say. Y'all really love David. But David, like any man, he fell. He made mistakes. He stumbled. He fornicated. He committed adultery. He did all those things. King David was King Dingling swinging David. And I know that sounded a little graphic, but come on, family. He was. And I'm just being honest. I told you on my show, there's no filters, there's no censorship, but we do try to be careful and going too far left with things. That was PG-13. Okay. But here's the thing. Being real serious right now. He repented. Made all the difference in the world. And when he repented, he got himself back on track with the Lord. The reason why I'm saying that is because there's not going to be not one woman or man on the face of this planet, past, present, or even future, that's not going to sin or not make a mistake. Some of you have backslid. Some of you now going back out in the streets and doing what you did before. And you, you know, and it happens. Now, that doesn't justify the means, no, by me saying that. But it happens due to the fact the flesh is weak the spirit is willing you've got to be willing though family you've got to put yourself in different positions so you don't fall back into the things you did before by changing who you go out with what you do when you go out see a lot of you and it just comes down to this being honest i'm gonna be honest and it's gonna be blatant honesty brutal honesty a lot of you just love doing what you do you don't think it's a need to change it. So therefore, it's going to be a struggle to hear me tell you this. Because you like doing what you do. That's what you call deceiving and being deceived. See, this podcast family, it's to wake us all up. It's to shake things up, rattle things a bit. If I'm not shaking anything and nothing's happening, there's no effect. I'm not making no noise. There's no rippling effect. But if you're disturbed in your spirit right now, I'm doing my job. Because let me tell you something, like I said to you in the last show, in the show before that, no real man, meaning a man in the world, is going to tell you in this Bible that you shouldn't touch a woman. I don't know any real heterosexual man that doesn't want to touch a woman. Because then what they're going to say is, well, why did God put her here? Why did he give it to me? Why is this all in my face and I can't have none? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this is, this is what he's going to say. You, It's going back to the Al Pacino, Devil's Advocate. And there's an excerpt in that movie towards the end. Keanu Reeves is playing as the character who is the son of Al Pacino's character, who actually is the devil. And there's a point in time in this movie, and I ain't trying to spoil it for you, but if you hadn't seen it, oh, well. Hopefully this will encourage you to go back and look at it or to go look at it for the first time. It's called Devil's Advocate, by the way. 
But like I was saying, there's a part in that movie where he ends up finding out that Al Pacino, who was his boss, who owns a lawyer firm, a law firm, excuse me, he owns a law firm. He hired him, him meaning Keanu Reeves, his character, to move from, I think he was living in Mississippi or Alabama, somewhere, um, and told him to move to New York. He paid him more money, gave him a place, uh, a big old huge apartment building that he owned with just a few apartments in it for special executives, people who were very privileged. He was one of those people. See, they were trying to wine and dine him and his wife with, lux with luxury. That's how Satan does. He offers you the world, right? You saw it in the book of Luke chapter 4 and, and all throughout Matthew and John and, 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 and Mark. He does that to reel and lure you in with the materialisms of this world the treasures, the women, the men the houses, the cars the money, the fame the fortune Matthew 16 verse 26 talks about that so does Mark chapter 8 verse 36 and 37 which says the same thing what would it profit a man to gain the whole world and yet lose a soul and what would he exchange in the place of his soul people do it every day they sell out bit by bit their integrity gets compromised because they do things that are usually against their moral compass see how badly do you want it it ain't a sacrifice unless it hurts the difference in the sacrifices that the Most High wants and requires of you is he doesn't require you to sacrifice someone else. He requires you to sacrifice your flesh, not literally by killing yourself, but by your carnal desires. Because he must in increase in you in order for your carnal body and desires to decrease. Then that's what needs to happen. John chapter three, verse 30 says that I decrease. He must increase. Pick up your cross and follow me. Deny yourself. That means don't make it about you. Don't do the things of the world. If you want to be with me, follow in my ways. Walk with me. Pick up the cross. Let me guide you. Let me be your guide. You are not your own. You were bought with a price the moment that Christ died on the cross and shed his innocent blood, which was the toll that was paid for all of the world's sins. That was the way back to the Father. Through the shedding of the blood of the Son, who died as a sacrifice for all of humanity for the Lord tells us this in John 3 16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever shall believeth upon him shall not perish but have everlasting life for God didn't come to condemn the world but to save it and this is why you need a savior now a lot of you think that's hogwash no one's going to save you no hand's going to help you except the one on the end of your arm I've heard it all, fam. And for the most part, you're right if you're putting your eggs in basket, if you're putting all your eggs and in, in faith in the baskets of a man, if you're putting all of your faith in a person, you will be disappointed more than you will be not disappointed. Because unfortunately, whether people do it on purpose or whether they just do it because it happens and it's not their fault, you're going to always experience some type of downfall 
And when you put your eggs in one basket, well, that's kind of stupid. It's like putting all your money and all your life's earnings and savings in one bank account or one bank. That bank goes down for if something happens, it closes. Your money's gone. So you chip, you put a little bit here, a little bit there. You get you an offshore account. You, You put some in gold. Things like that. That's how you live a long time and become prosperous and wealthier. And that's how you live smart. You don't put all your stuff in one place. Just so if something happens, it gets taken. If you put all your money in a house and the house and a, and a safe, well, if that safe isn't uh, fireproof and that house burns down, you didn't lost all your savings. But if you have a fireproof safe, then more than likely it'll survive. But I wouldn't I wouldn't test the theory. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I wouldn't test the fact that you're willing to put all of what you have in one place spread it out so that when you do have to get to it you still have places you can go to that has uh you know aspects of your money the only time you should put all of your faith into one thing is if you're putting faith into yourself and in the lord okay and that's not to knock anybody who's lover or best friend or parent or whatever has been there for you. You know there's people you can count on more than there's people that you can't count on. You know that. But what I'm saying is you don't put anything all into just one thing. Because the moment that one thing doesn't show up or something happens that maybe it's not their fault, all the blame, all the problems are going to go on that person. You're putting onuses on something or someone that does not deserve that. This is why I don't really ask people for help, right? I've been told by so-called friends and friends and family that if I ever needed any advice, if there's anything they can do to help support me in any kind of way, come to them, talk to them. Well, I've taken very little people's advice in doing that because, again, there is a certain level or amount of pride with me when it comes to asking for things because I know how people are. I've seen it with my own two eyes, how people act in certain situations. Again, a lot of people say things because it sounds good. It's in the moment. It looks innocent. So therefore, I'm going to go ahead and say it because it sounds politically correct. It looks like the right thing to say and do. And so I don't think this person's ever going to really ask me. So I'm not really having to look at the fact that this may happen. And it may happen sooner than you think. But then what happens when the person comes and asks you? Well, you can either say yes or no. That's not the problem. Either you got it or you don't. Or you can or you won't. The problem is... It seems that when you do finally take people on their advice and you come to them, somehow it backfires and then you're blamed for asking. I'm going to share something personal. And if somebody's listening, that may think this is about them. It may be. Who cares? My thing is this. Get over it. No one has a monopoly on suffering. Not them, not me, not you, not anybody. Be thankful I'm not revealing names and who they are. No, look, you know, this is my thing. People get in their feelings when they hear things. But if no one knows who I'm talking about, how the hell can you be worried about somebody telling on you? No, I'm going to tell the truth. That's what I'm going to do. And either you can be a part of the problem or you can be a part of the solution. Either way, on Favorite Radio, people need to hear this because it's not just about me. 
you're right. It's not just about me. This is why I tell it on my show, because it's about any and everybody who may go through this. And this can help save someone's life, someone's time and wasting time. And it can also give somebody something to look forward to and helping them humble themselves. Any participating, willing party that's taking this advice to heart will not regret it when it comes to a part of their life where they may actually have to go through this. The Bible tells us this. So if you got a problem with the truth, have a problem with the Bible because the most high is the one that's telling us to say these things, to do these things, to not turn the other cheek and just act like it don't exist, but to expose the works of the wicked and the iniquity. It literally tells you this, tells you this in Ephesians 5, 13, tells you this in Ezekiel chapter three, verse 16 through 21. It tells you this in Matthew chapter 10, verse 12, all the way down to 20. What do you want? We can go all day with the scriptures. You still going to be mad? I just read John chapter eight, verse 32, where it says, and the truth shall make you free. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So this is, oh, never mind. Never mind. John chapter three, verse 19 through 21. What are we talking about? Revelation chapter one, verse three. What are we talking about? See, I tell you what we're talking about. We're talking about deceiving and being deceived. And people can turn this into, you know, uh, a back and forth party. I'm not going to do none of that. Like, I'm, I'm beyond that. Like this is this is not even about me at this point. I'm not there's no malice in my heart about things, but there is a part there is. I'm going to tell you what's in my heart, family. Sadness. Grief. Hurt. Disappointment. That's what's in J rated R's heart, not to the point where it's 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 consuming and ruining my life. No, not that deep. I'm not talking about on those levels. It saddens me that the human family is doing this to one another over and over and over. And a lot of the people who do this don't have a care in the world. They've made it about themselves while they're blaming you. That's called gaslighting, family. A lot of you need to look up the word gaslight. There's some gaslit people up out here and most of the time the people who are doing it who have no emotions who have the distorted perception of what's what's going on are narcissists and that's the part that's hurt and based on the bible narcissistic traits are demonic not the traits but the person who's a full-blown narcissist that's demonic See, if you're looking for certain terms to be in the Bible, you have to understand the Bible. Certain terminologies weren't used in those times. And whatever you do read in the English of today, okay, it's in English. But in the ancient times, there's different terms and terminology that were used in that language. That's why I urge you all to learn as much as you can when you're studying. Because you might find that the words that you think of as and the way you know know them today may go even deeper into something that was more revealing on a supernatural level back in the day. And it doesn't necessarily have to be supernatural in a sense, but it has to be more riveting, more clearer. Like, oh, that word, that's what that means? That's what that was. Oh, that's what that is in English. Boom. 
Now your understanding has increased five tenfold just off of one word. Now that part of your reading makes more sense. And it's a river. And what's even more beautiful about that is it was a prophecy that may have been used for today's generation to understand. See, some things we don't understand because it was for that time. Then there's the then there's the reverse. Some things we do understand. They didn't understand at those times it was being given to them because it was for that. It wasn't for that time. It was for ours. When Jesus spoke, he spoke for all generations. He spoke to all generations. He spoke what was to come and the, and the coming up generation and era. But then he spoke to his uh, disciples in our time. That's why a lot of times these things had to be spoken of in parables, because if you were to reveal these secrets to people in the public, there would be mystery, there would be mysteries and folks wouldn't get it. This is why the Bible tells you in first Corinthians chapter two, starting from verse eight, all the way up to 16, the mysteries of the spirit, which are given to those who worship Christ. They're the ones who will get the revelation of God's truth and knowledge and his prophecy. Other than that, you're just reading it and trying to decipher it with a human understanding, a logic, and it's not going to all come into focus or it's not going to all come uh, into being through fruition, obviously, because you don't have the spirit to reveal it. I don't care how high your IQ is. I don't care how many years you've studied. You may have a great advantage than the average person out here when it comes to reading scriptures. But let me tell you something, somebody who's Holy Ghost filled for real, when the Most High wants to show them, not only just what they read, but he literally will show them a vision. He'll literally take them through time travel. He'll literally give them the overstanding, the knowledge that goes and exceeds past the knowledge of someone who had to go through a whole lot of years of studying. He'll give it to them in just one sitting. This person will be so advanced, it'll be ridiculous. So... Whether you believe these things or not, that's fine. Because I know if it's the truth, it will re be revealed in its own time to you and to anyone else. As it was or has been to some of us. And even for certain things have not been fully revealed to me because we know in part, we prophesy in part. But we know what the Most High wants us to know when we're ready to know it. Notice I said when we're ready because he doesn't withhold that stuff from us. We withhold it from ourselves because of where we are currently in our minds and in our consciousness. The Bible says he wants to give you the knowledge. He wants to show you the stuff. He wants to give you the revelation. He wants you to inherit the kingdom of heaven. He wants you to be a God in your own right, but not in the sense that you're equal to him because no one's going to ever be equal to the creator. The part that the only thing we're going to be equal in terms of having his nature, in terms of being able to to be his children. That's what he wants for us. He loves us that much to give us our own whatever. All he wants is love and worship. That's it. But in the meantime, let's get back to this, this whole deceiving and being deceived family. What I was going to say, just to give a little bit of some personal insight to things I've experienced was the fact that oftentimes when there's no communication to very little or when there's a miscommunication, it doesn't matter how many parties are involved But because I'm going to tell you something, it only becomes more confusing when there's more parties. When there's too many people, that, that's when it needs to be dissected, okay, to diversified. 
But if it's just narrowing it down to a couple, well, it's bad enough that you have your way, somebody has their way, and y'all can't seem to come to grips. And I find a lot of that, honestly, I find a lot of it sad, but I also find it funny. And I don't mean funny in a sarcastic way. I mean funny in the sense that a lot of problems, a lot of times in this world, they could be resolved right there and then if the people humbled themselves. Humble, humbling yourself has been a big deal. I've noticed with a lot of people. If people will come out of their mouth and profess they're humble and all that, but their actions say differently. When you don't have patience, you're not a humble person. <laughs> when you don't want to give somebody the benefit of the doubt before accusing them wrongfully, you don't have patience. You're not humble. When you speculate and if something doesn't look right and you just jump to the first thing you see, you are not a humbling, patient, or the type of person who can come to a conclusion based on actual evidence. Now, I speak from my own experience on that. There's other ways to look at these things, and it's not just about that. You guys put a lot of faith in the internet, the algorithms. Now, some people say, well, the, well, the numbers don't lie. Okay, depending, yeah, if you're looking at a damn spreadsheet, <laughs> okay, yeah. No, the numbers don't lie. But they can be misconstrued, too, if you're trying to compare them to everything. You need to see. I did a podcast back in January. I believe it may have been January of 2021. Excuse me. Maybe 2020 back when right when COVID started. And I think the I think the podcast has something to do with proof versus evidence. If you haven't heard that, please go back to it. It's called proof versus evidence. I broke down in that podcast what the differences were, just like there's a difference in right and being correct. A lot of people don't know that. They just think it's all the same. And they, yes, they are synonyms in the sense of terms of, of, of meaning, but there's slight differences. Let me give you an example. If I were to give you a multiple choice test from A to D, right? A, B, C, D. And... You had to study for that test using a book. And the answers that I've provided for you in the multiple choice are based off the answers that's in that book on that chapter. If you select the answer that is in that multiple choice, which it has to be one of those those choices because you didn't have anything else that you can you can't deviate from it. So you have to choose and you choose the right one. You're going to get the words correct. Most times, some will say right, but most times you're going to see the word correct. If you're doing it through, say, a computer. Now, when you're correct, you are right. You're right. You, you pick the right answer. More than anything, you pick the correct answer. You pick the answer that was best suited based on the information that came from that chapter in that book, which was on the test. So you are correct. But what if I told you that there are other answers to certain problems that are not on that multiple choice that weren't in that book, per se, but you can research it outside of that book and find that it's facts. It's just more broader 
in the scientific aspect. So you'll say, well, this could have also went with this. And you could have said yes, but that wasn't part of the multiple choice. So you are right that it could also be that. But you were only correct because you picked the right answer or you picked the answer that was the correct answer that was based on the choice of words given to you, limited choice of words, might I add, that were only expected to be based on the chapter you read in that book. So when I say that sometimes we're correct, other times we're right, not to be confusing, just take it all as one and the same if it's easier for you. But what I'm saying is sometimes what's considered correct isn't always right because you gave me a limitation to what I could give you. So if this is the choices that I have and I have to choose and it may not be anything on here that I would ever choose. But it's not like I'm given much of a choice except the choices that are given to me to pick from. Then I'm not going to be right. Because you're basing answers off of things someone else is providing you with. Think about that, family, how deep that is. If somebody says we chose to go this separate ways and you didn't choose anything. Well, you don't have much choice if they wanted to go and you didn't. Right. So. That's deceiving and being deceived. How so, Jay? Because you gave me a choice I didn't have in the matter. And in order for two people to walk together, they have to agree. That's what the book of Amos chapter three, verse three says. I can't walk in the same direction as you. We don't agree to do that. One of us is going to go in that way. The other one's going to go the other way. One of us might just sit still, stay stagnant while the other one is just continuously walking. So the old saying, we agree, we agree to disagree. That's kind of what that is. Inadvertently, though, because a lot of you didn't agree to anything. You just didn't have much choice. There wasn't any more multiple choice in the answer. It's either yes, no, <laughs> and it won't even a yes or no. Because if one of you say no, there's the disagreement right there. Think about it. If you ask a question and there's only two choices, yes or no, and it's based on a vote, you you got four people in a room and there's going to be a vote on who gets to go have pizza who wants hamburger whatever number is more than the least the majority wins let's say three people raise their hand for pizza one person only raises his hand for hamburger who gets who's who's going to eat hamburger? Nobody. <laughs> Unless somebody's generous enough to get both pizza and hamburger. The point is the people who decided pizza get it right. And there's nothing wrong with that. You shouldn't be asking who won between the pizza and the hamburger. That's the wrong question. The voters, they're not the ones that you should be asking who is going to get or who isn't. The question is, who provided you with the question in the first place? Why not say, what do you have taste for? Provide me, give me a question 
that I can give you my answer. See what I'm saying? If you choose for me, well, I didn't want hamburger or pizza in the first place. I may have wanted steak, but that wasn't on the choice. You wanted pizza or either you wanted hamburger. So you are the one that asked who wants pizza, who wants hamburger. And if those were the only two choices that I was allotted, even though my choice would have personally been a preference in having a steak. Well, I didn't get what I wanted in anyway. I wouldn't have had much choice because either the choice was decided for me because the question was decided. So when it comes to two people walking together, they have to both want the same thing. That's the point, family. You both have to want something to go in the same direction. You can't just be given a question. Yes or no, when it's already no for you, even if it's yes for me, I'm still not going to win because if it's no, we're not walking together. <laughs> you see the illusion and deceiving and being deceived. That is what I'm saying. And some of you got what I said. Some of you may not have because it was deep. You got to go back and listen to what I said. You know, it's kind of like the whole for a lot of you. A lot of you feel like this about heaven and hell. You feel like, well, what is the choices? Either I do this and go to heaven or I don't and go to hell. But if you had a choice, you wouldn't go to hell at all. And it wouldn't be based on the things that the Bible say you have to do or don't do. So where is the choice? You really don't have one. That's how you're looking at it. You have to go with what the choices on the test are. And there's only two. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So that's how I want people to start thinking in terms of decisions, choices, agreeing, disagreeing, deceiving, not being deceived. Because in this case, we're deceiving and being deceived. We're providing the same things that were transferred to us to give to somebody else. Now, what do I mean by that? Generational curses. Let's look at it. No, 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 no. That's not what I'll look at. That could be broken. Let's look at something differently. Tradition. That's more like it. Tradition. So, my great-great-grandfather, blah, 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 this and that. And it's been in my generation. It's been in my family generations for years. It's been in this family's generation since blah, blah, blah. That's how it's always been. That's the way it's always going to be. We're going to pass. Nothing wrong with rituals. Nothing wrong with tradition. Keep it going. But at some point, there's going to come somebody in the family and another generation that's going to pop the question and be bold enough to challenge it and say, look, let's keep doing that, but let's also do this and add to it. Somebody's going to say, huh? We haven't done that. That's not how it works. We've been doing it this way since 1800s. But it's 2024. It's not the 1800s. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Y'all came up with that in the 1800s. Let's do it this way. It's still a family tradition. It's still going to be passed on. Let's teach it the way it wants. Let's let's keep it the original way, but let's add to it as well. Let's 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 build on it. Let's build off of it. Let's make a foundation from it. Let's not just keep it the same. You know, and some people say, well, why are you trying to reinvent the wheel? If it's been working just the way it has been all this time, why come along and change it? Well, you're not changing it, family. You're adding to it. When I say add, I mean, you're not even adding to the original. You're keeping the original and you're creating something totally different to go along with it. 
Remember that whole thing I said about putting your eggs in one basket? Well, that's it right there. There's a matter and a difference in opinion on that matter. Some people can say, no, I think you're a traditionalist. You're just, you're trying to ruin it. You're trying to rewrite history. And a lot of people do try to do that. Culture vultures is what we call those type of people. They try to steal somebody else's history and make it their own by writing them out of history and putting themselves in the place of those people, which is false. That's deceiving and being deceived. It's covetous. It's also wanting somebody else's, what somebody else possesses and has. And it's identity theft. And we talked about this kind of all in one setting at the beginning of this particular show that we're having right now. So I hope you see the similarities. There may be some differential aspects, but they're all pretty much the same when you look at it from a different lens. Now let's get to the meat and potatoes of this thing. Let's read 2 Timothy, because I said at some point I had to read that in this show. So we're getting t- we're getting pressed for time, so I don't want to miss out on that. And I want you all to really think about this, because this is ideal. It's very important. It's very key. It's very, very key. All right, family. So here it is. Second Timothy. We're going to read. I know you all have heard me talk about Second Timothy so much. We're going to start talking about more stuff, too. But that's just how important the Bible is. And it's something easy for a lot of you to start focusing your attention to. It helps. Trust me. Anything else, it, it you know, it just comes with time. I mean, no, nothing is going to happen overnight. Certainly not knowing the Bible. And just because you read the Bible a lot doesn't mean you know it. You know how many people I have heard ignorantly tell me, oh, I read the Bible. No, you haven't. Because if you read it, you would be a different person in terms of the way you think. That doesn't mean I would call you a worshiper of the scripture, but you would definitely say this book is too powerful to put down. This book is too deep for me to get it all in one time. This book keeps showing me more and more each time I pick it up. That's how I know people who are avid readers of the Bible. When they talk to me like that, I know they're really reading the Bible. People that say, oh, ain't nothing in that book. It's just folk tales, folklore. That's ignorance talking. You've been taught that, oh, it's all about the white man. And the white man gave you an adapted religion. Our, our religion is from Africa. It's from the ancient Kemet. You've been told that. You've been given a little piece of the pie. You've been shown a little bit of corners of, of some secrets. And you're already thinking that's how everything is. That's ignorant. You're doing what Adam and Eve did when they bit from the tree of the good and uh, good and bad and knowledge, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. That's what you're doing. You're getting a bite off of something and your eyes are open a little bit. And now you think, you know, everything. That's not how this works, man. Second Timothy chapter three. Let's read it. I'm not going to read the whole chapter. Well, I want to read up to the part that I told you I want to read up to. So let's get to that first. Know this also that in the last days, talking about now, perilous times shall come. That's what we're in. Dangerous times. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. That's what's going on. Everybody is a lover of themselves right now. It's all about me, 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 me. So how can it be about you, 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 you? Because we all look at each other as if it's all about you. But what about me? What about you? What about me? 
What about us? Let's talk about it. For men shall be lovers of them of their own selves, covetous, meaning wanting to possess others' uh, belongings and wanting to be like everybody else, take what they have. That's what covetous means. Boasters, braggers, proud. You know what? Boasters and proud, all that stuff's in one one and the same. When you boast, you're bragging. Proud. When you boast, you're proud. You're full of pride. I this, I that, I've done this, I've done that. No one talks to me like this. I do this, I do that. You should be happy you're, th- th- that I allow you to be in the same space as me. <laughs> Yet these people are still ones that have to pull their pants up and wash their butt and do everything you and I got to do. But somehow in their minds, they're one of a kind. The next thing, blasphemers, blasphemers, excuse me, blasphemers, people who mock right people who, who who ridicule people who are disrespectful those are blasphemers disobedient to parents we see a lot of that in today's generation and i blame some of the parents of this generation too because you allow your kids to be raised by social media you allow them to be around perverse types of adult behavior you don't cover their eyes you don't explain anything to them anymore you let them listen to whatever they want to listen to even if it's it's pound pound town and all this other stuff you know, and a lot of you yourselves don't even conduct yourselves in an orderly fashion. You show your kids perverse ways and they pick up on it because kids observe. They're like sweat sponges. They observe and absorb everything. OK, so, yes, they're going to be disobedient. The generations are getting worse. Each generation down to the third to the fourth is worse than the last. So whatever your sins were, if you pass them down, that's a generational curse. Your children would do what you did, but they'll be worse about it and they won't give a damn. The Bible tells us this. So a lot of you might want to consider what's going on in your, in your children's lives and by looking in the mirror first and seeing what's going on in yours. Um, unthankful. Well, I get a lot of that all the time from people in general when I look and see how the world is and how the, everybody's entitled to this and that and People just don't care no more. They, you know, they, <laughs> I don't know. It's just this egos. Egos are just, just, just on a high level. And see people like me, when I talk like this, a lot of people don't want to hear. It. They just don't care. That's a case in point of where we are today. Nobody cares except only about themselves. Lovers of themselves. If it ain't about them, damn you. It ain't got nothing to do with you. They're going to go somewhere where they feel like they're getting all the attention. They're going to get, they want the worship and the praise. This is the Lucifer complex family. If you've known or been with somebody or see people or know people or you, if you yourself are this way, you, you got to find somewhere the balances have to come into play, family. You have to check yourself. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be admired, to be loved, to be appreciated. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, Watch the checks and balances of how this stuff plays out. There's thin lines between boasting and being complimentary. There's thin lines between being a proud parent and just being a, pri- a prideful person. See what I'm saying? There's, there's, there's a thin line between confidence and arrogance and conceitedness. There's a thin line between desiring and becoming obsessive or covetous. There's a difference between love and lust. There's checks and balances in this thing, man. 
unthankful. That's what that just said. I'm still reading. And I stop right now in verse um, verse two. All this is still under verse two. Because the next thing after unthankful in verse two is unholy. Now, that's just about everybody. No one is holy but the most high. Yes, the ones that are called saints, which is the word in Hebrew called Kodeshim. Kodesh meaning holy means set apart from. That's all it means. If you read Leviticus chapter 10, you'll see more of what I'm talking about, especially when you get to verse 10 of Leviticus chapter 10. But what I'm trying to point out is there's a difference between clean and unclean, right? Tainted and pure. Holy and unholy. We're striving to become more holy. That is the goal. That is the reason why we read the scriptures to have a change of mind. The word to change meaning repent is the word metanoia. In order to change, you have to repent. That means you have to have a change of mind. You get tired of living this way, feeling this way, doing these things. That means that you somewhere in your heart, the Lord has convicted you, meaning he's tugged, he's got, he's, he's put it on your heart and you're starting to feel the weighing of it. And you're saying, I need to change. I don't want to keep doing this. I don't want to keep going this route. I don't want to keep involving myself with these type of people. I don't want to keep going back to this. I don't want to keep having to deal with that. This is doing nothing but weighing me down. It's killing me slowly. It's causing my, my body or my, or my mental health. It, 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 it's putting a, a strain on me. It's, it's causing stress. It's doing things that are non-beneficial. You're having a change in the way you think. And once you change how you think, you change how you feel. Okay. All right. The next thing was verse three without natural affection that there's people out here who don't have any feelings, the cold, right? People could sleep with somebody and just say it was just sex. <laughs> That's all it was. It was just sex. So how am I supposed to feel if you say you love me and we end up having sex? Is it just sex to you? It's kind of like the question you would ask a porno star. Right. How do y'all just go to work every day and come home to your loved ones? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, dear. How was the day? Oh, it was good. I took a couple in the, you know what, today. And uh, well, I feel great. You ready to make love? No, come on, man. What is going on? Now, that's just one way of expressing without natural affection. Another way could be deceiving and being deceived. Obviously, people who are using you. They will pretend and portray to care about you. But deep down, they don't have any feelings for you whatsoever. If you were to die right now, they'd say, oh, well, stuff happens. On to the next. <laughs> Let me pull out my black book. Sorry to hear that. You know, that's without natural affection. People can break up with you. Don't have any feelings whatsoever towards what's going on. None. You broke up. You over here in the corner crying. You got headaches, chest pains. You're about to pass out. They talking to somebody else or laughing at a, at a program or, you know, you, they got you on block on every channel and you torn to pieces. That's why y'all got to pick better partners. You got to test them and know them by their fruit. You got to see who's yoked, who's yoked with you. See, a lot of times the devil does this too. He will come in as... Undercut. We'll read that. That's in Second Corinthians eleven. We'll we'll touch on that. Second Corinthians eleven fourteen talks about that. So keep that in mind after this, family. So getting back to where we are, we're in verse three. I stopped it without natural affection. Truce breakers. 
People who give you their word, they're going to do something or they won't do something. They promise you, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll let it go. I'll, I'll, I won't talk to them or I won't do this. I won't do that. And behind your damn back, they made a self-assessment and went on and did it anyway. Truth breakers. See, see, see the scriptures are saying this. If you've lived this life, if you've been through this or if you've done any of these things, how could I be making this up? This is in your own Bible. This is why people do not like to read the Bible. You know why? Because it's like looking in a mirror. When God talks to you, he talks through you because you can't lie to him. You won't be able to stand before the Lord and lie. He's too powerful. You won't even be able to look at him unless he allows it. This is what I'm saying. His word cuts like, let me tell you, let's pause this. You want to know why the word of the, you want to know why the truth hurts? Because the truth is the most high. There is no, well, this is one of the Bible. This is just one truth. No, this is the truth. This is why people hate the scriptures. This is why they rather read and learn about Buddhism. Oh, it doesn't judge anybody. It's just all about self and, 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 and meditation and freeing thyself. <laughs> Y'all really believe that, right? I'm, okay, whatever. All right, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is quick, meaning it's alive and powerful. And here it comes. Here it comes. It's powerful. It's alive. What else is it? And sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit. It don't get no deeper than that, fam. That's why y'all can't hear the truth. That's why you don't want to hear it because it gets right to your soul. It separates your spirit and its soul. It gets right in the middle of it. It gets right into your core. It says, in the spirit and the soul and of the joints and the marrow and, it, and, and take it out and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. You can't get away from it. You can't escape it. Whatever your feelings are from whatever you thinking. When the word of God hits you like that, it's going to cut deep. It's going to make you feel something. It's going to make you uncomfortable. Why? Because it's the truth. And you are forced to face it, whether you like it or not. That's why when we talk about things like this, people don't want to hear it the devils and stuff start manifesting in them because they don't want none of that truth because it's like a two-edged sword it's powerful it's sharper than any two-edged sword it cuts deep it separates between the spirit and the soul the joints and the marrow it's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart that's what the word of Yah is that's why people don't want to hear it you say something about Jesus on the streets people going ah get out of here like they about to turn into the hulk man you know what i'm saying instead of just moving on walking on and minding their own business and blowing it off if it's nothing why are you putting all this energy into it and investing all this this time into it and hating and wanting to hurt people stop it that's a hypocrite but see here it is right here in the word now back into second timothy without natural affection truth breakers false accusers Man, I know this one very well. I've been accused of so much stuff that it had me wondering if I was really guilty. <laughs> and it's all about perception. And I'm not about, let me tell you something I was told. I've had people, well, I'm going to say people. But I'm saying people because there's no need to, 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 to emphasize. It's not important who said this in my life. It's just, it's just, it's just important that, that it's been said. I've been told 
depending on whatever the situation was. I don't take people's feelings into consideration. Family, I don't expect no one here to believe this if you don't know me personally. You got to know me to know this is true. I'm not going to be sitting up here unrealistic about any of what I'm about to tell you. But just like you all see me going all out on this podcast, telling you things that a lot of you probably don't want to hear. Obviously, this is not the way to show face, right? I would be telling you everything that's more so itching to your ears, things that you would want to hear. That would be more to my liking if I was trying to be about buddying you up, buttering you up, being your buddy and buttering you. But I'm not because I really love you. I'm telling you things you don't want to hear. That's real love, fam. So for people to say, I don't take their feelings into consideration, that's a lie. And the reason why I'm just, it is, it's not, it's not, it's not an opinion. It's a lie. Because if anyone has a heart that cares, I don't know anybody that could say that and, and really mean it unless they just really convinced that is the truth. And the only people that I know will believe a lie is, is pathological liars because you got compulsive liars and pathological ones. Compulsive people, they just lie, right? They lie. But a pathological liar, they lie for no damn reason. They lie for stuff they don't even have to lie about. And then they tell it so many times, they actually start believing it. Now, I'm not saying anybody's a pathological liar. I am not saying that. That is the honest of God's truth. I'm not saying that is what it is for me. But I'm sharing experiences with you all. When somebody says, I don't care about their feelings, and I have shown people my emotions, I have broken down <laughs> in front of these people and it has been towards their feelings and their losses and everything else and for them to say that that's why I take things to heart man that's why things are personal for me because if I actually did something okay I, I'd have to admit it whether I like it or not I'd have to pay the price and it would hurt it's bad enough that I've had to apologize for things I've said and done and I didn't take none away from nobody when I when I admitted it but to tell me I'm doing something I know damn well I'm not doing. That's the worst, the worst type of pain, man. Because people a lot of times know if they can get under your skin and it and it all it takes is a lie to do so, they're going to do it. So for those of you that have gone through this or have gone through this or have done this, please repent and please forgive. But also, not let nobody make a fool out of you. These are people who claim to have loved and had feelings for you, blah, blah, blah. And in the twinkling of an eye, just like that, they pull a Judas on you, man. That's deceiving and being deceived. Now, how are they being deceived? Because when they do that to themselves, it comes back on them. And if they did it to you, who else would they do it to? But guess how that works? As karma works. If you're doing wrong, wrong will come back on you. What you did to somebody else, somebody's going to do to you and 10 times worse. And it's going to be when you are in a place where your heart is open and your feelings 
or where the person that came before you's feelings were this time you're going to be put in that situation and somebody going to do you the way you did somebody else that's how that works the bible says so call it a liar if you want to tell me i'm lying and i'll give you the scripture right here right now please again people hate the truth you know them by their fruit people will tell you all day oh yeah i I love the lord god loves me god ain't got nothing to do with loving you but let me tell you something about the wicked since you said he loves you he does love you he 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 is trying to get us all on the right path he's trying to get us on that narrow path that very few find in matthew chapter 7 because broad is the gate for those who are kicking hell in that that that's a that's a broad gateway the one to heaven is a very narrow one and very few find it many are called few are chosen that's what the scriptures say family we're gonna go ahead and take a commercial break we're gonna come back i'm gonna give you some more of this good stuff i'm your boy j rated r don't go anywhere we shall return out to these messages stay tuned people don't come here like to love you they come into your life to use you they don't come to bring to your life they come to take from it they don't see you as a person they see you as an opportunity trust me i've been there these are the type of people that don't love you for you they love you for what they can take from you they're not loyal to you they're loyal to the benefits that come with you that's why they never show up no matter how many times you showed up for them that's why they never offer help no matter how many times you've helped them like for real Stop breaking your back for people who clearly don't got yours. Like, I live by this, you don't have to live by it. But if it's not reciprocated, then that relationship has to be annihilated. I refuse to be used. All right, family, we are back. So what I want to do is I want to continue in 2 Timothy chapter 3. And I want to thank you all first and foremost for your patience for you guys giving me a chance to explain to you some things as always what we do how we do it what's going on how we should go about it and just to give you a few different demonstrations of different possibilities 2 Timothy 3 we left off talking about false accusers and I want to get to the point and to the part where it says deceiving and being deceived so we're going to start from where we left off which is in verse 3 But I'm going to start over verse three, which is without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent. The word always gets me. (laughs) Fierce. Despisers of those that are good. Now, before we get into verse four, the despisers part. You ever like try your best to do what's right 
You try to be a decent person. The Bible says no one is good but the Lord. But we can do good things. Even evil people can do good things, right? And that's talked about in Luke chapter 11. But we all have good and bad in us. Some are more left, some are more right, some are more hot, some are more cold, some are more evil, more than others. Some are good, but we all have the balance of right and wrong, a sinful nature. But this part of what this is saying in this particular scripture, people are despisers of those who do good or despisers of those that are good. This is where jealousy comes in. Envy comes in. Hate comes in. Some people are just spiteful. No matter how nice, or how good, how honest you try to be, they're always looking for something wrong with you, wrong in you. They're always trying to find fault with you or fault in you. And it doesn't matter. If they can find the slightest bit of whatever, they're going to use it to their, the best of their ability. The Bible talks about that too. You know, you should read the story of Potiphar's wife who tried to frame Joseph because she wanted to lay down with him and she was the wife to the king. And because he would not lay down with her, one day the guards, nobody was in the house. Joseph was in the house. The wife grabbed him by his garments and he ran she had his garment in her hand she later on turned around and said he tried to rape her and she said how else could I have gotten his garments if he didn't try to come forward and they believed it this is how spiteful some people are willing to go to get their way with you and it doesn't have to be that particular situation or scene, but just the fact that some people are willing to go low. If you read the book of Susanna, you're going to see the same type of story where a young Daniel had to be a witness to an innocent woman because two older men who were pastors were lusting after her and they were going to try to rape her. They wanted her. And when they couldn't have her, they made up a story that she was found having sex with some guy in her garden. And it was just crazy. You need to read the book of Susanna. But it backfired on them because she was a loyal servant of the Lord and Daniel being a young Daniel. This is even way before he fought Goliath. The Lord gave him the vision and everything. You should read. It's a good story. It's a very short book, Susanna, but it's in your Bible. You see what I'm saying? People don't read these things. They don't know. So <clears throat> my thing is um, <laughs> sorry about my, my cat was trying to get in my get in my room. She's not feeling well. Real quickly, family, I want to give a shout out to my mother. Um, today's her birthday. <laughs> That's right. My mother. Birthday is today on the 23rd of February. And so I want to give her a wonderful, wonderful shout out. She's had a wonderful day. Um, I'm very thankful for that woman. She's raised me. Her and my father. But my mother is 
she's my mom. And the Bible says to honor your parents, even if you don't get along with with them or agree to with them all the time. You honor them. You love them. You live longer that way. But I want to. I really am so thankful for my mother, and I'm thankful for my father too. But I'm thankful for my mother because she gets me. You know, and a lot of you are probably saying, "Well, yeah, moms do that," and you'd be right. Most moms. Good moms. Uh, what is a good mom in my definition? Someone who loves the children, who puts the children first. Um, someone who knows what it takes, the sacrifices that go into being a mom to make sure that your child is not without. Who disciplines you when you need it. A mom is a mom, not somebody who's trying to be your friend. And you can be friends with your mother as you get older. But your mother will always be your mother. And she's going to tell you right from wrong, whether you like it or not. She's not going to steer you in the wrong direction. That's a good mom. That's a wonderful mom, a great mom. A lot of you ladies is listening to mothers, and a lot of you probably fit that description. But all I can speak on is what I know. And the Bible says, talk what you know. Tell the truth. And all I know is my mother is a wonderful mother. She's the only mother I've ever had. And the only mother all I ever need. Your mom is your mom and nothing else. And there's nothing like God's good creation of mothers. And so we're going to try to have her on the show family really soon. I wanted to get her on the show today on her birthday, but she had a lot going on. So I respectfully understood that. But perhaps we will have her on the show very, very soon. And just to talk to you all about some of the things that she's doing in her community, I just want to give my mother the respect and a shout out. That's all. It doesn't have to have any particular reason. Um, you know, you want to give back to the community, but you also want to give back to those who gave gave life and, and, and gave you everything in your life. Nobody uh, can top that. You know, show you show respect to your to your family, man. So getting back to this, we're now going to go back to Second Timothy three. We're going to be in verse four and it says traitors, heady, high minded. Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Verse 5. Having a form of holiness. Some say holiness. Some say godliness, depending on your Bible. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such turn away. That means that people will show they have what looks to be a religious or spiritual side. But they really don't. In their hearts they're really not what they look like or what they appear to be and for people like that turn away from them because they're just hypocrites they're 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 pretending they're pretenders okay um what's the next one i'm sorry <laughs> verse six for of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins led away with diverse lusts. Verse 7, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Verse 8, now as Ians and Ianus withstood Moses. This is good, y'all. 
which stood Moses, so do these also resist the truth, men of corrupt minds, reprobate concerning the faith. Verse 9. But they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. In other words, what you're going to do is going to be brought out in the open. No longer will you be able to keep doing dirt, telling lies, doing deceitful things, and it not be revealed. That's what that verse is saying. That's why I tell people all the time in the last days, supernaturally, the Lord is going to bring things to people's knowledge. Whatever you're doing in secrecy, it's going to be revealed in some kind of way. And it tells you this right in what I just read. Let me read that again. But there shall proceed no further. That means it will go no longer the way it's been going. For their folly, right? Their, their deeds, their lies, their mischief, their wickedness, their, their secret stuff. For their folly shall be no, I mean, excuse me, shall be manifest unto all men as theirs also was. Verse 10, but you have fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long suffering, love, patience. Verse 11, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconom, at Lystra. What persecutions I endured, but out of them all, right? But out of them all, Lord, deliver me. Verse 12. Yeah, and all that will live righteously in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecutions. So anytime you're trying to do right by the Lord, do right in the Lord, you're going to suffer because you're not like the world. The world wants you to be like them. Here it comes right here. Verse 13. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse deceiving and being deceived there it is right there family so <laughs> all the wickedness seducers sexually lustful liars heady haughty minded truth breakers false accusers despisers of those who do good unholy unthankful all these different types of people always ever learning but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth no matter what you tell them no matter what you show them no matter what you say to them they're always looking for the wrong they're always looking for the fault and then they try to gaslight you and then tell you you're not doing something right or you're not doing something like you're supposed to and that for me is a problem because it's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. It's a form of pathological deception. And it, it's unnecessary. But how many of you are this person? Or you know these people that I'm describing in these scriptures? And it's not about judging anybody, family. It's about being coming aware of the situation. It's about being aware of it. That's all. It's learning this is how who you don't want to become. This is how you don't want to be. So rather than just always pointing fingers, what we want to do is find ways to protect ourselves, 
to become better people, to, to sharpen ourselves, iron sharpens iron. And we want to do right by even the people that don't want to do right by you. You know why? Because everything will be taken into account on Judgment Day. That's why. I have had so many thoughts going through my mind whenever something goes down. And for me personally, I can turn myself off too in terms of not allowing myself to feel certain things, but I'm not that type of person. You know why? It's because I actually care. That's why. And you have so many people out here who feel like they're so smart, they know everything they're saying is right, even when it's clearly wrong. I mean, literally wrong. How can you tell somebody who already knows everything what they need to know? You can't. These are the type of people that when they get tired of you, they'll find any excuse they can to get away from you. These are the same types of people, family, that are smiling your face one minute and scold you the next. They're the type that uh, hit you so low below the belt. On purpose gut-wrenching pain and thinking well you said you forgave you said you forgot you said you this you said you that listen if you can forgive people for something way more drastic and I'm not going back in the past in my life I'm using an example though pain is pain I don't want to hurt nobody but I won't allow people to just hurt me either and I can't control the actions of other people, but I can control the actions of my own. And make sure you're not deceiving people. Be honest with folk, whether they believe you or not, because the truth always comes out. See, I've been knowing that. There's things I know that when a certain people are talking to me and trying to like get something stirred up with me, I have seen things literally. This ain't from no gut. The Bible says don't. Where in the Bible does it say go with your gut? Bible tells you don't even trust in your own heart. For a fool does that. Right? Bible says don't put all your trust in man. You've heard me read the scriptures for all these things. Bible says don't boast. Don't use beat. Don't be proud. I've seen everything that the Bible says not to do done to me. And no, it ain't about me. I'm not a victim. It's not about me. Some things are about me. Some things are about others. I'd be remiss if I sat here and act like I'm so entitled. See, this is the thing I have to deal with when it comes to certain people's mentalities. When you speak the truth, they try to use reverse psychology and say, oh, you're making it about yourself. So when you turn it around and make it about them, that's when they rub it more in your face. Because here's the thing. Either you want to get on a level with me and want me to get on the level with you. And we work things 
out to be decent to one another or you just want to jump from one foot to the next and have the upper hand no matter which way you look at it you can't have it both ways there has to be compromise there has to be some form of reconciliation or some type of balance and some people just are just they don't they don't want to give in they just don't want to give in now your government they're deceiving us big time they're at least attempting to deceive us they're deceiving a lot of people right now folks really believe their government loves them wouldn't lie to them i had a talk with my father earlier on some things going on he said he went to the grocery store and he got some good deals on some things today (laughs) and uh man's always shopping and looking for the best bargains and coupons i give him that he's he's on top of it and he said he got into the line and the lady was telling some ladies were telling him oh you got a good deal on these it's the best time to shop he said oh yeah i always bargain shop and they were talking about the prices of things going up and getting out of control and the lady said yeah the government raised the prices and he said no 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 it ain't got nothing to do with the government it's the sellers the people who produce this food they're the ones raising the prices and he's right if you don't know and this is why the Bible says speak what you know and then of course he got into blaming Trump because he's not really a Trump fan he thinks Trump has destroyed the country let me tell you something when it comes to Biden when it comes to Trump when it comes to being Democrat or Republican a liberalist conservative right wing left wing non-partisan I don't care. All of it plays an intricate part in prophecy and in predictive programming and agendas. No one man is an island and none of these people are innocent, no matter what side they're on. And so the major flaw here is a lack of knowledge. But as far as what he told the, the lady at the cash, I mean, at the, uh, in the grocery store, that's true. If you look this up, which we shouldn't have to, but if you need to, that's fine. Federal agencies don't have anything to do with prices going up. They may affect things ineffectively, but not directly. Because it's the sellers and the buyers. It's the people who produce the food because the market is so competitive. They're the ones that raise these prices. You just have to understand agriculture and certain things. But of course, if you really want to narrow it down, the government is buying farmers out. They're doing that. They're taking over farms. They're using processed foods like play and, and, and dangerous things like Monsanto and just to name a few. So it will eventually be all the government. There won't really be any more original farmers before you know it because they're either getting bought out. And farmers are just not able to make the kind of money and or produce the types of crops and things like that, depending on where they are. So they're going to have to change with the times to make ends meet. See, if you have anything, cows, chickens, use them as long as you can. Take care of them. Watch what you feed them. Because our food is not only going up, but it's becoming less healthy for us to eat it 
and FDA is going to continually prov- uh, approve if they if they're told to, because that they're part of the same system, same agenda. And so I say that to say this: this is deceiving and being deceived. We could go all night on this whole topic because if you want to talk about certain things such as Satan and his kingdom, well, his kingdom is going to turn against him at some point later in Revelation. See, this is what I'm saying. Deceiving and being deceived. When you deal with a bunch of crooks, they can't trust one another because the whole time they're working together, they're plotting on how they can take the other person's uh, half or part or whatever because they are selfish and, and self-seeking and self-centered they only want to look after themselves they have a form of godliness but they deny the power for from such turn away these are the people that are truce breakers <laughs> right okay false accusers you see how these traits fit in different categories of things Politicians fit this perfectly. Not all of them, but most of them. All these empty promises. And that's how a lot of dead weight is, especially in certain relationships. Oh, I love you. Oh, I love you too. Oh, I want us to be together. Oh, let's do this. Oh, let's do that. Oh, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. And everything is fine and dandy for a little bit till things get to becoming a little bit normal. When you normalize them, people get comfortable Well, if that's not who they really are, if that's not who they become, guess what happens? The true them eventually manifest again in rare form. So, I'm saying that, let's say this. Take your time, pay attention, test the spirits, and make sure that people are who they say they are. How do you do that? Well, you have to do investigations. You have to pay attention to signs. You have to test people. And people are always willing to put on a show the first few times. It's part of, of, of how it works. But let's see if they're willing to keep up, if they can keep it up. See, that's where you know if people are who they say they are. It's like what you do, the old saying goes, especially for relationships now, what you did to get a person is what you got to do to keep them. Now, people do change. Let's, Let's also look at this realistically. As time progresses, as you get older, your interests change, your body changes, the chemistry of your of your, your chemical makeup changes. But it shouldn't be so different and so so estranged that it's like you're a totally different person. That's something totally different in itself. It's when people get bored. It's when they find another playmate or another form of entertainment. That's when they start becoming estranged and distant to you. And this is when you start looking back in your life and questioning moments as, were you being deceived while the deceiving was going on? The devil 
can do a lot of things. And that's why I was getting ready to go with what I was about to say. Family, I wanted to point out that the devil can do a lot of things. All right, so what I wanted to show you how the devil does this is in 2 Corinthians 11, correct? That's what we talked about last time. And this is what we're going to show you real quickly here. I hope you all of them can appreciate the level of recognition that it takes and focus that it takes to, to point these things out. I mean, that's I'm not boasting any any kind of way. I'm just saying that a lot of people, you've got very few, less numbers, more than the majority that's doing this. There's a very small percentage of people on this planet that's doing what we're doing on this show right here. And <laughs> that's just how much deception and ignorance is on the planet and it's only going to increase and get worse and so um, take it for what it's worth man whether you believe it or not just take it for what it's worth one day you're going to miss this and it's going to dawn on a lot of you that while we were lollygagging a lot of us playing around or messing with ourselves whatever you were doing during Fable Radio you're going to appreciate these types of shows a lot of you will some of you won't maybe but i can't speak for everybody but there's always that very few that do that's just in every generation that's a known fact second corinthians 11 verse 13 and 14 says let me go ahead and just do 12 but what i do that i will do that i may cut off occasion from them which desire occasions that wherein they glory, they may be found even as we. Verse 13. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers. There goes that word deceitful again. Deceitful workers transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. Verse 14. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Verse 15. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. So as you can see, family, deceiving and being deceived, as we read about in 2 Timothy chapter 3, uh, I believe it was verse 13. Here in 2 Corinthians 11, verse 13 through 15, we read that there is a lot of false things going on pretenders with pretentious acts or intent masquerading as one thing on the outside but being something totally opposite of what they truly are from the inside and this is why you have to be careful who you share things with who you tell things to this is why marriage to me is very sacred. I've watched people from the time <laughs> that I've been in this world, older heads, people my age and younger people. The number of divorces are increasing. And I'm going to tell you why. People have their opinions about this and they're going to say, I have one. But let me show you something. If you're reading the Bible, those of you who really, really, really read it, look up 
and research, there's a reason why Yah talks about being equally yoked. In fact, let's go to let's stay in Second Corinthians and go to ver, uh, chapter six, and I'll show you why. Second Corinthians chapter six, verse fourteen: Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? Verse 15. And what concord has Jesus Christ with Belial? Or what part has he that believes with an infidel? Verse 16. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you all are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk to them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. <sighs> Let me go back and put emphasis on the first part of what we read here. Verse 14 says. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness. And what communion has light with darkness? Family opposites attract. Like energies repel. One thing that's beautiful about having things in common with someone is you have a commonality. You have a point of, of access, an access point to start from if you need to look at, well, how do we begin to get into a conversation or how do we begin to well, in order to get that far you have to have a, a conversation because you're not going to just know what you have in common but if you need to always start from a place of neutrality whenever there's some discord dissension or disharmony between you and that person start with what you have in common to get yourselves worked back into it it's kind of like for me in basketball when I used to play ball if you want to get get warm you want to get your rhythm got to start with warm-up shots layups and close shots in and getting the feel for the ball getting your rhythm after a while you're knocking shots on the outside down but you got to build yourself up to that point you got to have an access point this is what that is in relationships you got to have an access point a place that both of you can go to without the arguing without the competitiveness or the combativeness because you want to meet each other where you are you want to meet in the middle you want to be equally yoked and so you can't help who you love man that's the thing i've learned you cannot control who you fall in love with now some of you would disagree with that see i can well if you're putting stipulations on it limitations Right. If you're avoiding certain things to put yourself in a certain place, that may be the very true. That may be so. But what is meant to be will be. So if it's meant for you to fall in love with this person, somehow, some way, that's still going to happen. <laughs> you, I mean, you got free will. You can avoid it, detract attention or whatever the case is. But I'm just saying. Fall for all truth and purposes you cannot help who you love just just like for instance the notion of oh it just happened it wasn't planned oh you just fell into the 
to the woman, right? Y'all just ended up doing it. It wasn't planned. Well, what happened? What took place before that? What were the signs? Was there drinking involved? Was there soft, mellow music? Was there a lot of laughter? Was there any touching? Any accidental touching? Any flirtatiousness? These are all indications and signs that if this continues, it's going to be, it'd be a buildup of something. The chemistry is building up. You see, the desire is increasing. The curiosity is coming into play. Come on, family. On here, you're going to get it real, get it raw, and get it authentic. Ain't no rookies over here. <laughs> okay. We, we come all the way with it. And the Bible talks about this. <sighs> One day, we're just going to have a sit down and just read Proverbs and talk about some stuff, man. And I'm going to tell you, it's going to blow y'all's mind. Yah is on it. And it's not just in Proverbs. It's all over the Bible. If you really want to know about romance, read the Song of Solomon. You know, that's poetry and motion. But it tells you, matter of fact, let me, let me just get to something. Man, I'm going to tell you, relationships, people, deception, the truth, all of that is in here. Supernatural, portals, reincarnation. Well, there's a form of reincarnation in here, too. Resurrection is in here. Space, time travel is in here. Magic, all that stuff is in this Bible. God's one true. That's why they call the most high, the most high or the one true God, because he sits on the council and judges among the other gods. <laughs> I mean, come on, family. Stop talking and start listening. Stop reacting. Start paying attention. Stop accusing people and get your daggone facts. Talk to somebody. Open your mouth. Stop running away with the bag. There's more money if you just sit still. Like, my whole thing is people are acting weird out here, man. Doing weirdo stuff. And it's uncalled for. It's like y'all are being triggered. You you are. You're, you're very comp compulsive. You, have, you get an impulse on something and you just run with it. And then can't nobody sit, settle you down and tell you nothing. You don't want to hear nothing. You know everything. Oh, that's what it is. I know that I'm right. I'm just, nope, nope, nope. I saw it with my own two eyes. Yeah. Well, let me hate to tell you, but what you saw was only part of what you think you know. And I'm sorry to tell you, but you gave yourself false, uh, as a false witness. <laughs> you didn't see what you thought you saw. I See, that's what I say. The Bible says, what does it say about appearance? It says a lot about appearances. <sighs> Song of Solomon. Obviously, it's written by Solomon. Uh, <laughs> it's one of the best in the wisdom of Solomon. You should read that. Because it goes into details, family. Oh, my God. The wisdom of Solomon is just as good. It's like the prelude to the Song of Solomon. Um, I mean, all these, all these were written pretty much by Solomon. Uh, Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiasticus, Song of Solomon, Wisdom of Solomon. Those were all written by Solomon. But let me tell you something, man. The Lord gave him all of this stuff to write. And 
it's it's unbelievable. Y'all just gotta want to have a, a a tendency and a, at least an urgency to want to read the Bible. I I told you where to start. You know, you just gotta do it and you gotta stick with it. Some of you uh, give all your time to some show, you know, and there's so much I want to talk about deceiving and being deceived. There's so much. Um, let me give some advice to some of the, the men and women that's listening out here. I know a lot of times we are entering an age where we are getting older. We're seeing things take place, transpire. We're worried for our kids' lives. We're trying to prepare ourselves as best as we can through stocking, stocking up on our drinks and our food, getting our weapons together. And the one thing that I want to say is this. Job well done. Keep doing it. Another thing I want to talk to you all about. Don't trade people in your life for something else, thinking that you're going to get something better. There's a lot of deception going on, family. And I'm not saying that you can't, but sometimes things are not as bad as they look. You just got to be willing to work on the things that are not the way you want them and make them that way. But it takes cooperation from both ends. And this is for families. This is for relationships between lovers. This is for brothers and sisters brotherhood sisterhood jesus wants us to do that he tells us this in his word family for those of you that do rock with the bible why do i need to remind you of that what are you not doing what are you not doing to have your your time with the lord to show show you what's going on i mean i've been there i'm not judging i'm just i'm asking to make you think because i'm seeing a lot of this I'm seeing a lot of it. And one minute I'm mad when I look at it because people are letting this kingdom of darkness win. Then I'm sad another minute I look at it because it really hurts to see this many people are falling off the bandwagon. They really are. Oregon Trail is is, is the wheels are falling off that bad boy. And it's so bad that they won't even help each other pick up the wagon to put the wheel back on it. That's how far people are right now in terms of communication, connection, compassion. The connectivity is, it sucks. So if you're not mad, if you're not sad, do you have any emotions? And don't tell me, well, I just adjusted. You know, I just, you know what I'm saying? I haven't seen it all. Listen, listen. I need you to bring back humanity. See, you, you can't get in the king can't you can't get into the kingdom of heaven with that type of feeling, that type of attitude. You can't. And guess who's gonna benefit from you feeling like that? You you guessed it. The dark ones. The demons, the parasites, the archons, the vampires, whatever name you want to give these entities, it, it, it's all the same. They're the ones that's benefiting. And a lot of you hear this so much that you don't even believe it because you don't see it or you haven't experienced it. So therefore, you've convinced yourself, oh, it's just talk. He's just saying that it's just expressions, just metaphors. 
You know, I can have evidence to show people and they will still look at me like I was the one that came to them talking crazy. Even though I've got proof, I've got evidence, I can right now prove what I'm saying beyond a shadow of a doubt and folks will still choose not to believe it. So what good is having evidence when you are dealing with people whose hearts are hardened, who are so blinded by the one who runs this worldly system, the God of this world, as 2 Corinthians 4 verse 4 says, chapter 4 verse 4, it makes you feel hopeless, helpless in a sense, and lost. But you should not feel that way. I'm talking to the children of the light. Never feel like that. I know you love your people. I know you love your special, uh, your special people you have in your heart. I know you love your loved ones. You want to sacrifice. You want to do everything you can to get them caught up to date, to speed. You want them to believe. You want them to. You want them to do a lot of things that you are at a place in doing. But let me tell you something. That's going to be the hardest one for you or I to get over. That's the ultimate test. Just like when the bird leaves the nest, well, it's going to have to become a. It's going to, have to come a day in time, and some of you are already doing this. You're going to have to leave people you love so much to death. You love them like crazy. You have to leave them alone because they will not come to where you are for nothing. They won't. That's going to be the hardest thing, just like it is for parents when their kids go off to college or move out, just like it is for that job you've been working so many years and enjoyed and got, you know, and, and you hate to see you know, the people hate to see you that just work with you, that's gotten used to you, that, you know, or if it's time for you ones who are older, when you retired and you, and you got to go, or you don't have to go, but it's time for you to leave and then you just don't know what to do with the rest of your life. It's like that. It's like losing that first love or losing that love of your life that it tears apart of your soul out of you it takes a piece of you with it and you're not quite yourself you're not in alignment you're not you know Tom Cruise played in the movie Jerry Maguire and he said to the lady you complete me well that's how it feels and this is why we have to fill ourselves with the word because the more we put our faith and love in people the more disappointed we're going to be and that's just being real. And see, that's where the deception comes in, family. The deceiving and being deceived. While you sitting there moping, reminiscing, feeling all this, feeling all that, wishing, praying. Let me tell you what these people are doing on their end. Absolutely nothing. They're not thinking about you. They're not missing you. They're not praying. They're not hoping. They're not doing any of the stuff you're doing. Let me tell you what a lot of them are probably doing. This is this is just different guesses. They're somewhere spending time with their families like they normally do, talking to other people, laughing, going out, flirting, <laughs> you know, uh, convincing themselves they made the best move in the world. That you were this terrible person or you are this naive, disillusioned person. 
These are things that I have experienced and these are things that I know a lot of people experience. But if it's not those things, it's other things. These are other things can 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 also probably, for instance, uh, could involve. They think you're the one that's that's celebrating being better without them. They'll they'll convince themselves what they did was for your benefit. <laughs> now that's the one I laugh at. I'm doing this for you. We 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 decided. No, we didn't. But that goes back to that choice. Deceived and being deceived. That's crazy. They're deceiving you while deceiving themselves in the process. This is what this delusion is. Now, this is going to be quite a month for me coming up because it's going to be different. A lot of you already know that I lost my son in 2022, March 7th. He was stillborn. I named him after the prophet in the Bible, Ezekiel. His mom and myself call him Zeke for short. And, um... There's not a day that goes by I don't think about that little baby. You know what I'm saying? No one can tell me what's in my heart but the Lord and me. No one. I wish I got to hold my son. A lot of you have kids. You've watched them grow up to be beautiful young ladies and handsome fellas. And depending on their choices, some are off to college and coming out of college. Some are married. Some are both. Some, they took to the street life and you're praying for them. Some have learned their lessons. But you love them no matter what because they're yours. When you look at them, you see yourself. That's another you walking around along with the DNA shared by the other uh, person, you know, the man or the woman, depending on who you are, or what you are, you know, and that's got to be a great feeling, man. It's one thing. It's terrible to have one loss. It's terrible to have four. And um, that's why I say don't take no one for granted, man. People in your life that are here, love them. I don't blame anything but myself for things. And um, this is this is my hope. That I, when I leave here, I pray I make it to heaven. I pray I get to meet my kids, man. I want to hug them. I want to meet them. And I know they're in the best hands you could ever put anybody in because they're literally with the Father. They get to see Jesus every day. And from my understanding, you grow in heaven until you get to a certain age, like 33 or something like that. And then you stop and you just stay young. As a young adult, you stay young, you know, but um, hopefully there's family members up there that made it, such as my grandparents, great, great grandparents and aunts and uncles and cousins. And well, they got family up there, but everybody up in heaven is family anyway. You see what I'm saying? So hopefully uh, one of these days, if I'm blessed to to do like I'm supposed to and I make it, they'll be waiting on me. 
You know, I'm a man, dog. I, let me tell y'all something, man. I get emotional more now in my life than I ever did when I was younger. I've been through a lot, but I don't tell people that. I tell them enough. It's not for me to have a monopoly on suffering. There's things I've never been through that I know people that's been through worse. I've never been shot, but I've been shot at. Um, I know people that's had near-death experiences. I've had out-of-body experiences, but never near death. And it's it's the same, but it's not the same. Uh, this is where a lot of people get converted a lot of times. I don't want to have to have something happen to me that's so traumatic that that's the only thing that's going to change me for to make me a better person. Some people, that's how you change some people. Some people have to go through some terrible, deliberating, purposeful, just terrible, shocking, traumatic experience live through it come back from it in order to to, to even spark an, an interest in their life after death <laughs> you know what i'm saying like some people are just so hard and bitter nothing you say or do is going to change them but they have to have damn then then you got those and i got family and friends i've like this where people have been through all kinds of hell and they still don't learn their lesson the, the lord keeps on giving them chance after chance they didn't lost children they done lost uh you know health they've had health issues i got a cousin like that he's been shot numerous times he lost his daughter a couple years ago which is so sad he still has a son and he has another daughter from another you know from a different uh mother and uh he's still struggling a lot of people have they, they struggle worse they go through worse things when they lose people because they turn to the streets or they turn to drugs or alcohol or sex outside of the marriage. If they were married, if they're not, they just go elsewhere. These things are coping mechanisms, but they cost you your life because what they do is they bring you down in the process. They destroy your family that you do still have left. And you, you just get to a point in your life where you don't want to be here no more or either you're just wasting away. And all you can do when you have these family members or friends or whomever is, is pray for them. You don't knock them. You don't judge them. You just know that, hey, I don't, I don't have any answers. I don't got nothing I can do. I can give you suggestions, but you got to still be the one to want to do it. I can't make nobody do nothing, fam. So count your blessings, man. Count your blessings. I uh, had had high hopes for a lot of things. You know, um, I bought a ring back in um, December of 2022. And uh, <sighs> let's just say that it backfired and got thrown in my face. Along with some other things. I know guys and women out here that are complete and utter dogs to put it lightly I know people that do not have the slightest bit of conscience to care about what somebody else's feelings are or commitment for that matter I have been through a lot of you know what all because certain people rather be around trash 
give other people's opportunities that they wouldn't so eagerly willing to give good people, decent people. But those are the ones that the Bible you just heard me read in 2 Timothy say they're the despisers of those who do good. Now, am I perfect? Am I good? Am I great? I'm okay. No one's perfect, so we don't have to answer that. And as far as my flaws, one thing I can say about me, and if this is what pride is, then I'm going to take it on this note. I've been genuine and been honest, and I don't care what something looks like. If you don't have the intellect or the patience or the so-called loving heart that you claim you have, to really get the truth you got no business period talking to nobody and those are the ones I have found out that are the worst ones to do all the damn judging shutting doors in your face every time you turn around I get tired of doors getting shut in my face man by people who aren't in no position to be shutting no damn doors in nobody's face without having a few shutting airs. It's easy to run your mouth when there's distance between you. It's easy to, to, to turn the other way and pretend you don't know somebody. Now, is that somebody that you really want in your life to have your back, to give your blessings to? Is that somebody you all really want to invest your heart in? That every time something doesn't go their way, they turn their back on you and treat you like you are dog doo-doo. Do you really want that? I mean, you think about it. Is that what love looks like in, in 2024? But these are the same people that scream they want love. They want attention. They want this and they want that. Hypocrites. Backstabbers. Truce breakers false accusers without natural affection silly laden people with lust incontinent deceiving and being deceived and they laugh at it that's demonic somebody laughs in your face when you're hurting or when you tell them the truth, best believe this family, and I'm telling you what I know. That's a demon laughing in your face. Because people who have a heart don't do that. People who care don't do that. Folks who care shed light, forgive, work things out. Anything opposite of that, according to the scriptures, look out. You're dealing with the kingdom of darkness. You're dealing with wicked spirits in high places. You're dealing with the Jezebel spirit. You're dealing with the spirit of betrayal, which is in that 2 Timothy 3. It talks about betrayal. Truth breakers, traitors. Okay, somebody who betrays you is a traitor, right? So, um, yeah. But people are regretting and shutting doors and faces of those that have opened their hearts and their doors 
made themselves accessible many times, kept their secrets, been their support morally or any other way they could possibly be as best as they could. This is why y'all have to test the spirits, put on the full armor of the Most High, stay in your word, pray for those who despise you, pray for your enemies, pray for those and love those who hate you. This is why Yahusha says that. And it's going to get worse. You think there's something going on with people who are, have a diverse sexual preference, LGBTQ, right? Or people who rather be with trash. See, if I was the real evil person, I could take everything I know about anybody in general, things that people have entrusted with, with me, their most personal, most vulnerable, well-kept secrets. I have been entrusted by so many people. I could tell it all if I wanted to. And But, 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 but what would be the cost of that? And what would be the true reason for that? And what would I gain from it other than more enemies? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? People think they're doing you harm. But if I ever unleash, this is this is why I love Superman. Superman is so powerful, he holds back. That's what a lot of people don't realize about him. If he ever let go of that good guy moral mentality and he just went straight all the way in, there wouldn't be nothing left because this dude would destroy it. Let me tell you something about the dragon versus the tiger. The tiger's powerful. He attacks. He reacts. He shows no mercy. But the dragon, and I'm not, I'm not talking about Satan, I'm talking about the, the symbology behind it because we know the dragon denotes wisdom. The dragon is just as powerful, if not more powerful. But rather than react, he's calm. He's so mad. Sorry about that family, but he's so calm, the dragon that is, that he always has a choice and an option for a secondary attack because he sees the, his opponent's weakness but rather than keep striking his opponent he strikes where he needs to but without the opponent even knowing it he always has another opening and that's powerful that's the difference between the dragon and the tiger so I said all that to say this in today's podcast that do your best appreciate every moment of your life and everyone that you have in your life because the way the things are going in this world the rate and death is so it is so mind boggling right now the babies are dying. And we're not talking about just people killing one another. We're talking about people just dropping dead. 
literally. I lost family last year, the year before that, year before that. Yes, we know somebody's going to die somewhere in the world, especially every year. But when it's back-to-back deaths, and you're dealing with this from a close perspective, within a close proximity, it hit different. And let me tell you something, man. The people that I've lost from 2020 going into 2021 2022 2023 they were all close to me in 2020 I lost my grandpa I had other losses too I think I would have had a daughter probably a son and I would have named the daughter um, Trinessa which is a combination of the mother and my mother's name so um, that would have been special but then I lost my grandpa on top of that I was very close with him he's a great man and I was going through some other things at that time of the year. It just wasn't a good year, man. Then comes 2021. And 2021, it, it was a healing year. It was a, a year of breakthrough in the sense of just trying to get on your feet. And um, I did a lot of podcasts in 2021, though you guys for the first time that's when I first broke my first four year uh, four excuse me four hour podcast <laughs> when I did Mark of the Beast 666 Antichrist um, and I did a two part series which I always tell you I do and that second part was four hours or close to it right it was like right at the four hour mark and that was the first time I had, I, I had ever did a long podcast like that. Everything else was either an hour and a half, maybe two hours, but never four. Now, psh, you guys, that's nothing. <laughs> you guys have heard me do up to eight hours almost. So it's like, wow. Um, I caught COVID in 2021. I lost... Um, a set of twins and it was they were actually triplets but um, anyway I've had some losses and 2023 kicks in well excuse me 2022 yeah. Does it ever get any better? Sometimes, sometimes not. But we learn to cope with those losses. We don't ever forget them. At least I don't. 
and um, yeah, my son was beautiful, man. And I'm sure his counterparts, his brothers and sisters, would have been as well. No doubt about it. They would have been my babies as well. And uh, Shout out to both sides of the family. Um, it's never easy for anybody to have to go through that. And um, I know a lot of you can relate to that. Then comes 2023. My grandmother dies in February. Same month as my mom's birthday, which happens to be today (laughs) on the 23rd. But nonetheless, my grandmother died, I believe, was on the 5th. Now, you want to hear what's crazy about that? She dies on February 5th. Her husband who was my grandpa just told you about that died in 2020. He died May 5th. So they both died on the 5th of a month. Want to hear something else? Their birthdays are one day apart. Their birthdays are in November. And if I'm not mistaken, one's birthday was the 4th, the other one was the 5th. Either fourth or fifth or fifth or sixth. Uh, I was getting mixed up, but yeah, that's something. Fast forward a few months later, my grandmother's sister, my aunt, she dies unexpectedly. And this was the baby in the family, the baby sister. So I want to back up though. I, 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 I went from 2020 to 2023, but I want to back up to 2022 again. You'll ask, you'll, I mean, I want to back up to uh, 2021. What year, what loss did we have in 2021? Well... A cousin and my mom's best friend. Same person. She's our cousin. But her and my mom were also best friends. My mom's best friend died. Just had a... Just... I don't know if it was... What it was. But I'm not going to, you know... Out of respect for everything of other people. I'm not going to mention that. But... um, Mention what it was. But she... You know... She just... she, She left... The reason I'm bringing these things up, family, as part of this podcast, we spend so much time concentrating on things that don't matter, don't do us any good, not beneficial, and we lose things right before our very eyes. We lose the very people we love, and it's off some BS. You hear what I'm saying? It's off of some BS. People are dropping dead out here. And folks out here acting super funny. Cold hearted. And for what? 
because you're in your feelings, because you you think you 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 got the goods on somebody. Well, what is it? I don't know. I I'm tired of figuring it out though. I tell you what, I'm I'm tired. Favorite radio family, I'm tired. I am. I'm tired. Some days I'm tired of trying. There's some days I'm tired of trying to be a decent guy, man. What 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 good does it do at times? That's that's the questions that I've had. But the Lord keeps on working with me and he keeps telling me in my heart. He doesn't tell me. I have to rephrase how I say that, but in my heart, the spirit is always tugging at me. And it wants me to know that this was going to happen. That my strength is sufficient through grace for weakness. And it's made perfect. So... We're going to have infirmities. Just when you think you got it bad, somebody else has got it worse. I've got friends that are fighting cancer. Parents that are fighting the loss of their children. A friend of my mom's son just died. A family member of mine just lost their dad. Just when you think you got it bad. (laughs) But yet we got people out here still in the streets. How do you sleep at night? I'm talking to anyone that's listening right now. How do you sleep at night? What is your go-to? Some of you have ice tray hearts. And I'm talking to people of all walks of life right now. I might even have some of the elites listening to this. And if you are listening, whoever you are, wherever you are, I want to know, I want you to know that I'm praying for you. And if you're doing any of the sinister things that this world has already had to face, I know you know better. I know you have a greater understanding in a lot of ways than most average people. And you're doing things for an agenda and you don't care who you hurt or worse, who you kill. But I also want you to know this, that what you do in the dark is going to be brought into the light, that this is not just a speech. There's nothing religious about it. It's got nothing to do with me threatening you. The most high is coming back, whether you want to believe that or not. And you're going to have a lot of things that you're going to have to answer for. And don't expect mercy because you didn't give any to nobody while you were here. You didn't forgive. You didn't repent. You didn't do any of that. And this applies to any and everybody, myself included. Myself included. Women, if you want a real good man, lighten up on a good man. Let him be a good man. Give him a chance. Learn to communicate, ladies. 
Get out of your feelings. Stop deceiving, making up stories, playing the guilt trip game, bashing or anything that's been done by you because your life is a, is, a, is a testament to those things. What you do will reflect back to your life. You want a good man? Let him be a good man. Don't just say it. Fellas, you want a good woman? They're out here. But what you're not gonna do, let me tell you something, you're not gonna find a good woman if she's out here twerking, shaking her hind pots, being all disrespectful and loud mouth, talking out of turn, not listening, throwing other men in your face, flirting with other guys to make you jealous, cussing up a storm, complaining, worried about material things only, that's not a good woman. That's far from what a good woman is. Let me tell you what a good woman is. Let me tell you what a good man is. If he treats you right, and I ain't talking about Dairy Queen. (laughs) Those that get it, get it. I'm talking about respecting you. Giving you a chance to be you. Supporting you. Even when you don't have nothing to offer them except good conversation, attention, prayer, words of wisdom. And you give where you can and what you can. If she's very fond of that and you fellas, you ain't out here trying to just buy the world. See, a lot of you guys think impressing a woman is having a lot of money nice car nice home and of course those things are very impressive it's a, it shows a testament that you have uh if y'all hear some noise forgive me i'm just trying to get something out of this bag i got anyway it shows that you are a man who can provide or at least you have some semblance to provide but does that make you a good man are you a bragger do you boast a lot do you think going out of town taking trips is all about what life is what relationships are if you do then you my friend are not going to last in the relationship because if that's how you got her and if that's the kind of woman she is that's what she's going to expect and she's only going to be with you for those reasons you know how somebody really cares about you you can tell (sighs) when they don't need your money when they don't care about your job just as so long as you got a job <laughs> and they know you're a hard worker that you're willing to always do better take care of yours be responsible take care of your priorities it's the thought that counts it's the action if you got a woman that appreciates that you got yourself a keeper women 
You got a man that wants to be that for you. And he wants to help where he can. He wants to be there for you. He wants to spend time with you. He's respectful to you. And, and here's the thing about respect. Respect is given on both ends. Respect is earned, family. Don't let anybody, whether you're a man or a woman, talk down to you. Make you feel like you're nothing. Just for no reason. I'm talking about just out the blue. They just say things, you know, just, just to beat you up. That's not, that's not cool. Now, if you are defending yourself, that's different. Because when it comes down to defending yourself, that means that people are starting fights with you. That means people are trying to find fault on purpose in you. And you're defending yourself. That's totally different. I'm talking about natural abusers. Instead of just having a regular conversation, instead of calling and checking on you, they're calling you with just negativity. Some of you are so used to that, you think that's how what that that's what it's supposed to be. Some of y'all have Stockholm syndrome. It's funny, I know. Some people are laughing, but it's it's not so funny when it's the truth. Some of you are in love with your captors. <laughs> Those who are held captive, they fall in love with the people who are kidnapping them and holding them captive. And it's not just that, but I mean, some of you are getting abused, some of you are getting beat up. And you're too scared to leave because you feel like something's going to happen to you or either the reason why you're getting beat up is because of something you did. Some of you women that's complaining about men that's not doing any of these things, you need to be in the position that some of these other women are in that's actually going through that stuff. Then you'll know what is good, what is not, what's real abuse. Because a lot of y'all abuse the men that you're with or dating. You talk down to him. You insult his manhood. I've seen it, man. It looks terrible. But as soon as he say something back to you, as soon as he tell you where you can, (laughs) where you can put it, as soon as he starts delving into your life, pulling out your skeletons out of your closet, you got a problem with that. It's do as I say, but not do as I do, right? For a lot of you. Then you want to be respected. You'll say his words are harsh. You know, I don't understand hypocrites. I don't. We all can be hypocritical at times. All of us. But I'm talking about real hypocrites, like the ones Jesus had to deal with. Yahusha dealt with some, some serious hypocrites. And yet he still held his own. He still handled business. He still stood on his father's business. That's what I'm talking about. Stand on business, man. Don't let nobody take your character and just crap all over it. People be trying to change folk out here, but they ain't doing about they ain't going about it in the right way. They want to be bullies. Then they want to talk highly of themselves, heady, haughty-minded, narcissistically. And bragging and boasting about who they can be with and what they didn't had and how they this and that. But the moment you say something, those rules don't apply the same way, do they? 
You've had people that actually have hurt you physically or probably cheated on you. Boasted and bragged, talked about other people. And the only thing they can throw in your face is some pictures. Or social media. Never mind you not actually talking to nobody. DMing nobody. Seeing nobody. (laughs) Doing things that would be suspect. You're being open, honest, forthcoming. These are the same people that when they're doing something, they try to find the littlest things on you. And some of them will even make it up. They'll make up something just to see how you react. That's why I told you earlier, that, that, that lady that I watched inspired me. <sighs> Family, I'm going to leave the link in the description of both of those compilations. And they're long. They're long. But if it got my attention, and I'm a guy, if what she was saying was that deep to get anybody's attention and it it got over 700 and some thousand people in two days of being uploaded on YouTube so it must have got quite a lot of attention I'm going to go ahead and put it in the link both of the uh, compilation videos because I'll I'll put part one now let me say this I'm going to put Roman numeral one because it's got many parts in it, but it's going to be the beginning all the way to, let me put it like this. The first one is five hours is the one you got to look at. (laughs) The second one is going to be like two something, two and a half hours. That's the one you got to look at next. Let me just make it simple, man. (laughs) So um, look at the five hour one first. Okay, then the second one, uh, which is the two and a half hour one, because that's the order you got to watch them in. And if you are interested in looking at it, hey, enjoy to your leisure. I I put some other links in there, too, about the narcissism and and, and unveiling of the succubus and incubus spirits. And, you know, you all really seem to have enjoyed that podcast, those podcasts. I notice a lot of you are starting to go back and listen to um, a strong woman wants an even strong uh, needs wants or needs an even stronger man. Yeah, I did that. Wow, back in 2020, and um, I see that the analytics are going up now on that again. So, and I also see a lot of you are sharing my podcast. So, I really appreciate that. Sharing is caring. You know, I've asked people in my own circles to share and they would not do it. Now, this is what gets me before we get out of here. This is what deceiving and being deceived is, family. Folks, once again, supposed to be in your corner, supposed to be family, supposed to be significant others and all these other things of the past. You ask them, you tell them politely, if you support me, share my content with people they won't do it but they'll share a YouTube video they'll share (laughs) some raunchy stuff 
uh, some worldly stuff. They'll do all that. They'll click somebody else's page and send it to you to look at. And it's vital information, and I have no problem with any of it. But when it comes to my information, they don't share it. But they're so fond of what you're saying. I've been complimented. Oh, if it wasn't for this and wasn't for that, I've learned so much listening to you, blah, blah, blah. These are from people in my own camp. But yeah, when I ask them to share something, they don't do it. And it don't cost them a damn thing. Some people just like to say things that sound good, family. You know them by their fruit. People are deceiving and being deceived. That's why we do these podcasts. Everything we talk about is not always negative. But we got to talk about the negatives, baby, to get to the positives. That's how it works. If you want to get to heaven, you got to go through hell. You want to know who your friends are? Well, trial and error. You want to know who really loves you? It's not going to be the people you think it's going to be. Or expect it to be. Expect the unexpected. It's always going to be the people you don't ever see. I've had people give me shout outs. I have had people call me. Well, not call me, but I've had people um, like Biff. Thank you, Biff. I hope you're well. Uh, will leave voice messages. People have emailed me. People in my own camp don't do that, fam. Folks, I put on a pedestal, boasted proudly. Once again, that's what you get for boasting. Boast in the Lord if you're going to boast in anybody. Be proud of your kids. Be proud of the Most High. The, the, the Bible literally says, boasting in the Lord is okay. Boasting in yourself is not. Let others boast. Let others boast you. Let others speak highly of you. The Bible says that in Proverbs 27, verse 2. 1 and 2. So, yeah. When I look back now on some things all together from these last few years, I have to question, was it really even true? Did it really, was it really just, or was it only just me that felt this way? Was it only me that was doing these things? Good or so-called bad. But I'm talking of the good right now. Was I the only one that took things seriously? You know, people will act like they care about you for a season or just a moment. And then when that gets dry and old, they go back to their old self or their old ways or they're hitting somebody else up and they're talking behind your back and then they're telling you, well, I'm just helping people. But when you help people, these people seem to take your help to mean something else. I look at the pattern of things that's happened to me with certain people. And yet right now I am speaking about a particular individual. Because when I look at certain things in my life, this whole deceiving and being deceived. What's really ironic and really weird is that the people that they call so-called helped of the opposite sex were always trying to do something they had no business doing. And appropriately making advancements, showing things that should not have been shown, saying things that should not have been said, all because of somebody's help. It's funny, 
when I help people, I don't get that type of response. <laughs> I don't get any of that. But yet, people want to overreact through algorithms. I understand that if you are in a place you don't want to be, just say you don't want to be in it. Don't try to make up stuff or lie or be a false witness or use the faintness discrediting bit of whatever you call evidence to call yourself moving on. These are people who are quitters. They run. They turn their back. You can tell they're used to doing this because they did it to me so easily. It's nothing for them. There's, there are people out here in the world, family, like I said earlier, who can just do something and say, oh, it was just that. They have no feelings and go to sleep at night resting peacefully. You hear me? Snoring. Those are dangerous people. Those are the kind of people the Bible warns you about. So, J. Rated R is warning you all that need to hear this. And for those of you that's doing it, well, shame on you. Because you are what I'm talking about. And you're going to get what's coming to you if you don't get yourself right. You can say whatever you want about me. It's just words. You can take what I'm saying about you. It's just words. But the difference between what I'm saying versus what you're saying is I'm being honest. I'm not sugarcoating it. This isn't hyperbole. There's no exaggeration. I'm not doing anything to throw nobody under the bus. I haven't exposed anybody. All I did was speak the truth of things that I know to be true. Because the Bible said to do so. Speak what you know. I've helped a lot of people on this podcast just from talking the truth. And it's changed their lives. And it feels good to know the Lord has worked through me to help people out. I'm nobody, family. I'm just another guy. But you all, those of you who've told me this in the past, have had a change of pattern, experience, a heart. You've grown closer to the Lord. Something I said when I used to do shout outs and things like that and read your shout outs. You guys are, are amazing. That says a lot. So for people who always got something negative to say about you, brush your shoulders off and keep it moving, man. The haters are going to hate. That means you're doing your job, too. Because if you're getting that much attention, then at least, hey, maybe they just want in on the action and they don't know how to go about it like real regular people. So instead, they try to come up with something to, to, <laughs> to bring dirt on you. I don't know. But my numbers are small in terms of who's in my camp. And they're getting smaller. And that's okay, too, because I'm separating the wheat from the tares. No, let me rephrase that. The most high is separating the wheat from the tares. I'm just happening. I'm just going through it to see who, who what, and who it is. And um, it's a bit of an adjustment. I'll tell you that. It, it's not what I expected. You know, so many times could people make things so much easier if they really was on the same page as you. 
If y'all were really walking together, your walk would be much easier and your life would be so much more magical. When you meet somebody that's really like you, if you can find that person, it's gonna, it's just gonna be magical, fam. They're not gonna be looking for the worst in you. They're not gonna be trying to make up anything. They're not gonna go behind your back and break promises. They're not gonna, you know, mess around on you. They're not gonna do any of that. They're not gonna to be a hypocrite. And they're not gonna slam doors in your face. And I mean that symbolically as well as literally. You don't have to deal with that type of stuff when it's for real. When it's not for real, you deal with a childish mentality of people who are only about themselves. They have no heart to love anybody else but themselves. And everything they think they say is always right. And everything you say is always wrong. They want love, but they don't want to give love. They want respect, but they don't want to respect you back. They want you to talk to them with all this beauty and and and. and compassion but they don't have it in them to talk to you that way you've apologized many a times you've done this you've done that to show this person you care and all they've ever did was tell you it wasn't good enough but you've forgiven them for actual pain afflicted on you you've forgiven them for much more and you didn't put them through a whole lot of nothing you didn't slam a door in their face when they came back to you. You didn't say nothing or make it harder for them. You didn't put them through no tribulations. But when you do it, when you apologize, it's not good enough. People smell their own stuff so much that they can't even tell that you know what anymore. These are the type of people that are bitter. They're truly not happy within themselves. And they don't have God in their life. They'll be the first ones to tell you, I love God. I love God. Well, look at the LGBTQ. Look at all these other people out here that are cussing, doing everything God says not to do. Now, we all cuss. I'm not judging people. I'm just trying to make a point that whatever your vice is, whatever your sin is, whatever your struggle is, work on it. I'm working on mine every day. I'm like you. I struggle every day. People want me to act like they know you. The next minute they won't say a word to you. Get away from them type of people, man. Them sometimey ass people to get you killed. They will. Because when the smoke clears and you need somebody to be a witness, you need somebody to have your back, it ain't gonna be them. When I went to somebody I cared for, Never went to them for anything. I took their advice. I took their advice. And when they told me to, uh, if I ever need anything to come to them, if they had it, they would help me. Whatever it is. I did that. And it cost me. What I came to them for the one time I even was going, I came to them on a business. I was going to treat it as a, as a transaction because, yeah. I needed some help on something. And I'm always used to helping myself. I'm used to always doing it myself. And the one time, the one daggone time that I went to them, they told me I made it all about myself. I mean, who else would it be about? I'm the one needs the help. And I'm, I'm coming to you humbly and I'm asking you for it. What else would it have been about? 
They told me my timing was wrong. I didn't know my timing was wrong because the situation that they were having, they go through all the time. And all I was ever doing was being a, a support and, and, and listening and a good ear and giving my, my suggestions and my, my support wherever I could. But it wasn't nothing out of the unusual that they were dealing with in their situation. I didn't know their situation had anything to do with me coming to them because I came to them on something totally different with a business proposal. So it wouldn't have been no loss to them. But once again, when you listen to people, because things are cool in the moment, you finally think and think and think and say, okay, I'm going to give this a shot. I'm going to take their advice. I'm going to put my pride down. Because they say they love me, they care about me, they want me to confide in them. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. And the moment I went to them for help, I went for help, fam. I didn't go just asking them to do something for me like it was nothing. I went for help. I ended up getting that thrown in my face like a pie. So my situation didn't pan out. I lost my stuff that I needed help with. And that's the end of that story. So I don't blame them, though. I blame me. And I, and I mean that with the, the God knows in my heart. I mean exactly what I say. My suspicions were right. Everything would it look like, fam. Deceiving and being deceived. That's what that is. So anyway, I hope this... It's been a lesson learned. I hope you all have taken this into consideration, all the things we've talked about on the show today. I hope you've taken part of what I've experienced in my own life and sharing with you all. And I hope that it helps you wherever you need help. But I want you to know something before getting off of here today. I want you to stay positive. I don't want you to be bitter. If you have pain and you're by yourself, cry it out. Men too, cry it out. Get it all out of you. The Bible says don't go to bed with that wrath, man. If you were to die in your sleep tonight and you didn't repent, you'd go straight to hell. So you can't take it with you. It's okay to have grief. It's okay to grieve. That's part of the healing. But don't expect people to do what you do. Don't put that type of onuses on somebody. You learn them based on how being around them, you learn people. And if that's not what you like, if that's not your speed or if you're not their speed, then leave them alone, man. You know, you might want to be with them and stuff. You may want to start over. But I'm going to tell you something, family, about that. They got to want that, too. And they got to be every bit as serious as you are about changing. And if they don't feel the need to change in the Lord, then it ain't going to work, man. It just ain't. They're going to probably, let me tell you something, most times when people treat you like that, they already got somebody else. See, I've been in this game for a minute. I don't know it all, but I've had my share of being out there in the streets and playing games. I've had my share of that. I know how that works. I know when people start suddenly acting different and trying to find fault in you, they got something else up their sleeve. They're doing other things. Something ain't just come about. It, it's, it's something that they need to use as a reason to get up out of there. And like I said, I know it is what it is, man. But when people do that, it's going to backfire. And when it do, it's going to hit hard. It's going to hit hard. So you deal with your pain right now. 
by yourself. While they dissing you and ignoring you, don't know you, regret ever this and that with you, regret, and they told you this. Okay, I'm going to heal from this. I'm going to get past this. I'm going to stick out. I'm going I'm to I'm stick out the plan that the Lord has laid before me because he said he was going to restore me. He said he was going to give me everything I asked for. So go through your pain right now, ladies and gentlemen. Deal with it. Because while they over there playing you, lollygagging, thinking they got the last laugh, the last word, the door shut in your face, no love, all these lies they told you, guess what? You're going to end up living a good life or a better life. You might go through hell. You might suffer. You might not have what you want. But one thing you won't have to tolerate is being made a fool, being lied to all the time, and you know when you're right and you know when you're wrong. You don't got to prove that to nobody. The only one you need to prove it to is the Most High, and He already knows what you're going to do before you do it. If you know you haven't done anything, and I don't mean this as delusional, narcissistic, or any of that BS that people like to try to throw at you, to throw you off. I'm talking about humbling yourself, being honest with yourself, looking at the situation, assessing it with care and love and honesty and logic. Fair is fair. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. If you did it, own it. Apologize. Be a better person. There's no sense in lying about anything. If it's a miscommunication, then it can be fixed. But if people don't want to fix it, don't you dare even worry about it. Fix yourself. I love you all, man. And I mean that for real. Favor Radio has helped me probably more than it's helped a lot of y'all. Because even though I've shared a lot of information on this show, you know, I've entertained, I've, inter- I've educated as best as I could, and I will continue to do so and be of service to the people in Christ Jesus. I've learned a lot. You've helped me look at myself. You've helped me look at my own life. My situations, whether they're family-oriented, friendships, relationships, business. Talking to you all has helped me look at myself. And I've done so much for people who have not been appreciative. There are shows I've done where I've taken shows off of here because it offended loved ones. Let me just say the way it really happened. Relationship-wise, people, if you want to keep your relationships with your family, your friends, y'all got to know who each other are. Out of respect, and let me make something clear again, this is my show. I don't put this show above nobody or nothing. I speak the truth. Let me tell you something about the Bible real quick. The Lord says, If you put anybody before me, 
You're not worthy of me. The Lord is the one that encourages you to speak the truth. But he wants you to also love and to forgive. But he wants you to expose the unfruitful works of evil and darkness. It's wrong and evil when people lie to you. It's wrong and evil if people cheated on you. It's wrong and evil if people put other folks in front of you that's not their family. But you're supposed to be a love of their heart and they want you to confide in them. But they don't do what they say they're going to do and they put other people first. That's deceiving and being deceived. That's unfruitful works. It's okay to take somebody else's word but not yours. But you're the one they love and confide in. You're supposed to be the special one. It's not okay, family, to accept that. It's not okay to be ridiculed and laughed at when you bust your butt off working, saving money, getting things of value to show somebody you care about them, only for them to tell you that it means nothing. It's probably fake. Give it to somebody else. Pawn it. <sighs> they gonna get what's coming, man. I ain't, I ain't tripping off of it. I don't wish nobody no harm. People do harm to themselves just by running their mouth and, and and having a cold heart. They do it to themselves, man. That's why we go to hell. We do it to ourselves. So it's, it's <laughs> it is what it is, man. Anyway, family, remember what I said. Stay strong. Hold your foundation. Pick and choose your people carefully. Don't tell too much of your business. Use discernment. And pay attention to people, man, when they take an interest in you. Find out what their motives are. Find out what type of person they are. Eventually, they can't hide who they are because time will tell. When people really are what they are, they're going to show you that because they can't keep putting on the front. That's too much energy and too much uh, memory recall. And a lot of them are very good at what they do. Some of them are master deceivers, but even that will still be revealed at some point. Because if they get triggered or they get tired, then they, they start changing up on you suddenly for no reason it looks like. Because that's not because, and if they do that, it's because they're not who they claim to be. So anyway, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of dealing with suckers, man. Just tired of becoming a sucker, and, and it's okay because this is what the Bible says. You have to go through these type of things. You have to suffer these type of things and endure these type of things. And the Bible says when these things happen to you, when you suffer like this, to rejoice exceedingly with joy. Because Christ Jesus had to suffer as well. He went through the same things, same temptations. He may not have fell for the okie doke like a lot of us have, or the rest of us have, so shall I say. Because he was a sinless being. He never sinned. Um, me, I'm falling all day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, but the example is still there. And uh, I don't knock nobody. I wish everybody the best in their life. I hope that they're truly happy. I hope it was worth it. And I hope that whatever sarcasms or whatever caveats or whatever people are dealing with, if it involves 
anyone that I hope that, it, like I said, it turned out to be a blessing and not a curse. Um, if it's if people need to be that way, let them be that way, man. Save yourself from any pain and heartaches. You got enough pain already you're dealing with. Heal from that and move forward. And watch what I tell you. God is going to bless you. He's going to get you out of this mess. Whatever storm you're dealing with, ladies and gentlemen, whether it's financial, if it's breakups, if it's divorce, if it's loss of, of a family member or a child, or if it's your health, or if you're dealing with any type of ailments, any type of infirmities, anything that is threatening or forthcoming or unexpected, just know that I'm going to pray for you right now before we get off of here. And I ask you to pray for me. And I ask you to keep yourself positive. Be happy. Cheer. You know, just know that this is not but a, a moment in time. That's all it is. It's just a moment in time. Once again, everybody give my mother, Vanessa, a shout out. Um, today is her birthday. I'm so happy to still have my mother with me and my father. So many of us are dying, friends, family. I've lost babies, four babies. Four or five. That's hard. And I ask you to pray for the families on both sides of my children me and the mothers and um, pray for your parents pray for pray for us all man pray for everybody I'm going to pray for everybody because prayer is what changes things family I know we're going to end up having a Superman spinoff come up soon I said it was going to probably be at the end of this week but um, so much has transpired you are still going to get it um, so hang in there it's probably going to come either from being realistic it's going to probably be Monday or Tuesday so um, that's something I'm going to have to work on this weekend stay tuned for maybe a couple more podcasts in between and we're going to have some surprises coming soon I'm not going to get into too much of who or what or what we're talking about just know that uh, Fable Radio is going to keep on doing what we do on that note, I'm your boy J Rated R. It's been a pleasure. Feel free to knock uh, to check out any of the videos that I put in the description. Support, support, support. Please, please, please share. Share with your friends. Share with your family. Please, please, please share. If sharing is caring, I can't stress that enough. If you are somebody who doesn't want to do that, that's fine. Um, to each their own. But like I said, if you really truly rock with me and you really support me, it doesn't cost you a thing. Y'all can sit there and talk about so many other things to talk about and share. You, you put on your, your, your websites, your Facebooks, your Instagrams. Y'all can, you know, put quotes up there. Share Fable Radio, man. And, and, you know, for those that I know, if you and I know each other personally, share my podcast if you rock with me. I know some people like to just be nosy and see what I'm talking about. But even to the nosy people, share my stuff. If you don't, that's fine. Keep listening. Be nosy. Hopefully, you'll learn something. But as far as those who rock with me, man, share my stuff. All right? 
let others get a uh, get what we are about over here. If I've helped you in some kind of way at some point in your life, if you learned anything, whether it's through scriptures or, or other information, then it's only right that you give back. The Bible says this too in James 4, 17. Don't believe me? Check it out. I just gave you the scripture. I'm your boy, J-Rated R, signing off, saying to all, God bless. Oh, and before we go, let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you once again for another wonderful podcast. It may not be what certain ears want to hear, but it may be what they need to hear. And that includes myself. Yahusha, I thank you so much for what you've done for us, for humanity. I know a lot of people think of you as a mere whatever to them, but touch their hearts, reveal yourself to them in whatever way you see fit, most high. Give those who have a, a hard heart, a hardened heart, soften their heart. Give them a new heart and a new spirit. Like you tell us in Ezekiel 26. Help us, Father, become a better person, better people. And keep us in your light and in your sight. In your son's name I pray. Amen. Now I said in that prayer that Ezekiel talks about a new heart. And he does for the most part. But what I want to do is check and see if it was Ezekiel 36.26 or Ezekiel 26.36. First of all, I don't even think there is... I don't know family but our time is running short so you guys can check that out (laughs) let's see I'm just trying to see if I was right book of Jasher If I can get to Ezekiel before we jump off of here. And I recommend you guys read all of Ezekiel. It's really mind-blowing. It's fascinating. Like I said, it even talks about, if you read in the first couple of chapters, interdimensional time travel. Um, That's pretty much what Ezekiel went through with the Most High. As well as John and Isaiah and Enoch and all of them, but Ezekiel is different, man. It just, it just, it describes the Most High. It, it talks about um, the cherubim and the seraphim and the Ophanim, just different spiritual beings. Um, see family I know I'm messing around here trying to get to Ezekiel alright here we go alright Ezekiel which part of Ezekiel so obviously it's not Ezekiel 26 because there's not 36 verses. So it has to be Ezekiel 36, 26. I knew that didn't sound right. 
Yep. It's Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26. Yeah, that's what it is. So... As far as reading it, it says, um, a new heart also will I give you and a new spirit will I put within you and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and I will give you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and ye shall guard my judgments and do them. So, yeah. Yeah. The Most High will give you a new heart and a new spirit. And I think we all can use a new heart and spirit for reasons I'm not going to even mention. But if he says he's going to give it to us, then it, that must be a good thing. Family, I'm out, man. Y'all be blessed. Take care. God bless. Peace and namaste. Yeah, yeah. Read it all here. Yes, sir. Get ready to give praise to the Most High Yah, Yahuwah Elohim, yeah. Supreme King. Uh-huh. Hey yo, we gotta get our life right, no and I mean in every sense. That walk gotta be straight. That's Can't right. be hot or cold. No you know what I mean? Talk to him. But let me talk to you for a minute. Yeah. Try to keep you out them streets, out of them worldly ways. That's right. Check it. Check it. Get your life right with Christ. Why waste your time? Don't waste time. Yeah. Get your life right with Christ. Stop wasting time. That's right. Yeah. Get your life right with Christ. Stop wasting time. Wasting time over there. What's going on? Get your life right with Christ. Stop wasting time. Hey, y'all. Get your life right with Christ, yeah. why waste your time? What you call normal, I call divine. Nothing's informal, only in mind. All these mere mortals be seeking a sign. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I am Hasatan. Poor little humans. You didn't turn to Christ. Now your souls are mine. Especially you. I can't stand that Jay Reed at all. Yeah, he warned you. Yeah. But you didn't listen, did you? <laughs> now, waste your time. Now, denounce Christ and turn to me. All of Get your mind right with Christ. Stop wasting time. Get your life right with Christ. Stop wasting time. Get your life right with Christ. Stop wasting time. Yeah. Get your life right with Christ. Stop wasting time. Come on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Jesus Christ is the way. All praise be to the Most High Yah. Yeah. That's right. Get right with Christ. Leave that devil alone. And y'all gotta watch your tone. Because 
All that speaking evil and shunning people will leave you blind. You calling heathens evil, that's people even on demon time. You know why? Yeah. Cause all the deacons speaking with pastors preaching the feeble minds and the pews and steeples to sheeple seek them using the evil eye. Yeah. It's crazy. All the lethal reasons for leaving being because of lies If you don't believe them and see them then you about to die I kid you not Cause Jesus said to the Jewish people redeemed from evil believe in lies You sleep with demons who creep in dreams when sleep arrives Forget that Get your life right with me You ain't worthy some of this hellfire. <laughs> Get your life right with Christ. Why waste your time? Get your life right with Christ. Stop wasting time. Uh, Get your life right with Christ. Stop wasting time. Come on. Get your life right with Christ. Stop wasting time. Get your life right with Christ, stop wasting time. Uh, yeah. Get your life right with Christ, stop wasting time.